Welcome to the WTF Forum. The hosts do not give financial, legal, medical or any kind of advice. Opinions are their own. This broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas. If you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place. Now enjoy the show. Dear partners and friends of What the fuck? Form, a very cordial welcome. The WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated, ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings finds themselves offended, they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves. All right, what the fuck's up, y'all? Welcome to the WTF Forum. As always, I am Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast, and we're going to go around the circle here and introduce everybody else. I will pass it to Ashley. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me once again. I'm happy to be here. And yeah, I am Ashley Think Change Repeat at Union of the Unknowns podcast here with my castmate Stella and I'll send it over to Ando. Ando, Burn, Babylon Burn and the Doom Kitchen. You can find me on the catchers under Burn, Babylon Burn or libertylink.io slash the Doom Kitchen or the Doom Kitchen at protonmail.com. What's going on, Stella? Well, what Ashley said and uh, always good to be here with you guys. And uh, you can also find me occasionally on the Propaganda Report with Brad Binkley about once a month and sometimes with Drew Misson. Over to you, Drew. Thanks, Stella. Uh, Drew Misson from your Missing the Point podcast and Conspiracy Theatre 3000. Um, yeah, try and find me. I'm heavily shadow banned and search suggestion blocked, so good luck. Right on. Well, it's good to see all you beautiful people back once more. Uh, it sounds like Phytophiliac will be joining us shortly. And we may see one or two more. We'll see. Um, I thought since we've got good representation from the Aussie state, if you will, uh, maybe we'd start with something I saw from Australia. At least I think this is from Australia. Um, Hang on just a moment for me. This one, it's been making the rounds for a minute. um, So you may or may not have seen it. But this to me just summarizes the craziness that we're seeing in a lot of places, including Australia and the United States, um, you know, this could easily happen on the streets of San Francisco. Do you know what you're doing here with your engine idling? No, what? You are polluting the atmosphere. Really? You're just sitting here without a care of the world with your engine running. Okay. And you don't care who you're polluting. Okay. Fumes from this car are going in through the, all the, the windows the, and all the, the ventilation. The, uh, the uh, fumes from this car, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Uh, do you know that this car's electric, right? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. You try and fob me off like that. No, it's an electric car. Just to cover up your crimes. Because I will be reporting this, you know. What, what, what? Report me to who? To the authorities. What, what, what? And say what? Hey, excuse me, someone's in their car. 
yeah, I'm going to take a picture of you and all. You're polluting the atmosphere. That is a crime now. How know? is it a crime? Because you are sending untold, untold. nasty emissions of poison this... all over this area. So she's... She... Or this guy, he's he's in a Tesla. He keeps he keeps flashing his camera to the steering wheel where you can see the Tesla logo. And I'm just saying this shit. Yeah, I lost it. I thought that was so damn funny. I mean, talk about a Karen, right? I'm really glad she wasn't an Australian because she sounds she British not? or something, doesn't she? Yes, it's a UK. Okay, I can't. I got a terrible ear for accents. I apologize. <laughs> it might have been in Australia, but. It- a UK person telling an Australian yeah. off, perhaps. I don't know. If it was, it'd have to be South Australia. Their accent sounds a bit more British than ours. Hmm. Well, you know, so much for making the Australian uh, connection, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's all, it's all the same bullshit, man. Like, I just know that, like, it seems like, I guess, yeah, the UK, Australia, the US, obviously, like, Canada, this woke stuff, this crazy, like, the, the greeny uh, madness... You know, I'm I'm a diehard liber- or a environmentalist, but I would never do this. You know, that's a bit like, extreme. <laughs> I mean, it's like, lady, mind your own fucking business. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating the, you know, the physical assault of women. But if we look at this just objectively, she's kind of asking for it. Well, this is a this is a country that has a capital city where they have emissions zones where you have to pay like twelve pound to drive your car in there. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell this is scripted. Are you sure? It, yeah. Yeah. It's just like the person that was running the generator uh, to to power their electric car. Um, there's a bunch of these. This is just that you can tell it's scripted. It's like they're they're not very good actors. I mean, you could be right, but I found her kind of convincing um she seemed like a genuine bitch you know but <laughs> she played the part very well didn't she <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's crazy um I, you, I could just see her in the future if she was real i can see her in the future and there are plenty of people like that even if she's an actor you know but she'll do really well with the chinese you know dobby dobby <laughs> credit score thing won't she <laughs> The, the irony with all that is the Tesla's probably the worst car for the environment because you could actually go up to these drivers and go, do you know how much lithium was mined in Africa to get your car? <laughs> actually, that would be a reasonable, like, uh, chastising. Be like, you think you're so green. Do you realize how many slave children went into mining this shit? Uh, and how, like, yeah, I mean, the, the rare earth minerals, the amount of, quote unquote, carbon, uh, you know, credits that that is worth. It would make their Black Lives Matter sticker on their bumper redundant, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yes, because uh, lithium is uh, the largest source of lithium is Australia. So somebody has suffered, whether it's <laughs> slave children or indigenous, somebody has suffered. And then they go and plug them in to recharge them anyway. It's ridiculous. Well, Stella, I was saying before you joined us uh, you know, in the green room, I was, t- I was saying how I just was listening to you and Drew talking about this uh, stuff going on in Australia with the indigenous. Mm -hmm. And I said, it kind of feels similar to the whole push for reparations here in the States. Um, I'd be curious if either of you or both of you would care to comment. I I thought it was a really good episode. Um, You know, I listened to it this afternoon and uh, it, it, 
I, I, I guess I don't know a lot of details about this, this law that is apparently being debated. Um, but why don't you tell us what's what? Uh, Drew, I reckon you should take this one. Oh, no worries. Um, so Australia is voting on a referendum for whether Indigenous Australians, Aboriginals, should be recognised in our constitution, which is a bit funny because they're already Australian citizens today. Technically, they already are. But what the left in this country is pushing for is recognition via race, um, which opens up a Pandora's box of, like you said, reparations, treaties, payments, um, land taxes. But ultimately, it's when you look under the 26 pages of documentation that's involved with it, essentially it's just a, a UN green spaces agenda as a part of Agenda 2030 as a land grab. Um, and unfortunately, they're using the Indigenous people as a bit of a patsy for this to get a hold of what they want to. Yeah, and there's um, quite a few who have definitely paid off and um, got some very shady backgrounds and um, fraud, frauds as well um, who aren't even really Indigenous at all. Um, well, or very, very small amounts, just claiming that they're fully Indigenous. and So, yeah, there's a lot of um, shifty stuff going on, and a small handful of them will definitely profit, but uh, there's going to be a stack of them who won't, and um, they'll probably just be thrown, you know, thrown aside once the objective has been uh, filled. But, yeah, it's very divisive, very divisive. So, yes, very similar to the reparation thing that's going on over in your neck of the woods. Well, I've, hey, can you know, I go ahead? Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to chime in with a quick question because the other thought that I had is that it sounds like the land grab aspect of Agenda 2030 as well. And Stella and I were talking, or at least they could lead to the potential of that. And Stella and I were talking about this because I was, and and not to get too far ahead of us, but because of what happened in Hawaii, um, I said. I am very surprised because I thought it was going to be Australia first. Well, we've had um, a, we've, we have sort of been fairly burned. <laughs> I know um, there's, the there's burning, a bit to go, but I mean, from the land takeover perspective or, uh, you know, what appears to be happening in Maui, I think that um, I was just surprised that it wasn't Australia first because of how strict and how hard it was there during the lockdowns. Um, yep. um, well, that's actually so. happening in my area. In fact, I'm just going to read out the, the Nimbin Good Times, the very front page, which is the most recent edition of the Nimbin Good Times. And you do have good times in Nimbin, <laughs> but I digress. So the title is Glimmer of Hope on Buybacks. So that sort of basically says it all probably. Uh, this is after the floods. We had some very heavy floods for anyone who might not know. Um end of February, beginning of March 2022. And, uh, yeah, devastating. Lot, thousands of people displaced. Um, it, the, the town is still suffering. That's only half the shops have come back. Um, so, yeah, basically it's taken quite a long time to get any help. There wasn't much help at the actual time. But now uh, it just looks like, yep, they're swooping in like heroes and they're going to do the buy, you know, offer everyone their money that's – been suffering for the last year or so. So, yep, it's all happening over here. It's um, it's multifaceted. We're starting to see these global disasters of nature happening, which they're going to push on climate change. So we've got these natural disasters, air quote, taking out populated areas, which are going to force people into cities. But at the same time, you've got what's happening with Australia with 
native title and land potentially being given back to Indigenous people. At that point, if they become sovereign nations, they have the ability to kick anyone who's not Indigenous out. So it's that extra layer of um, of control which is going to force people into these 15-minute cities and 20-minute neighbourhoods that I don't think people really quite understand the scope and severity of what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So uh, do you think that that would allow the... Um... The indigenous, let's say that they were not working with like the parasite class, the, you know, World Economic Forum, whatever you want to say. Would that allow them to actually stand up to uh, the globalist? I, I wouldn't think so. Um, COVID was a prime example of that. There was remote indigenous communities in the Northern Territory that didn't want any part of the COVID vaccination program. They sent the army and they forcibly injected them. I remember seeing those videos. It was so it's it's very going to be disturbing. a case of these these lands that are going to become sovereign indigenous nations again. But if the government or a corporation wants something that's in there, they're either going to buy out the elders and get them to sell off their own people, or the military or military contractors will just step in. Okay, so and it doesn't be, matter be, for them. Yeah, and as Australians on the outside of those nations, we'd be looking and not able to do a thing about it because it'd be mm-hmm. a sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. Dark. Yep. Summed up very well. Well, we've got another host in the house. Welcome to Rob from Black Labs. What's happening, man? Hey, folks. How y'all doing? Hey, doing Rob. Good. Hey. Good to see you. Good to see you, Drew. It's been a while. We keep missing each other on this joint. <laughs> I know. This is the first time we've actually met face to face. Good to meet you. Yeah. Good seeing you, man. Well, you probably picked up on it, Rob. We're kind of talking about um, what's going on in Australia. They're talking about giving, um, what was it, like the uh, the the national parks and beaches to the indigenous? Now, I had, I had a guy make this argument to me a while back. He's like, we should give all the public lands back to the natives. And my first question was just like, what natives? Like, like native, native to win and like, Prove it also like, I mean, what just the logistical questions associated with this proposal boggle the mind? Like what percentage do you have to be 10%, 100%? I mean, where do we draw a line, right? Like, and it's to me, it's just an absurd proposition and it's a recipe for um, basically pitting people against each other, right? Like stoking racial hatred because how come they get something and I don't, you know? And it's going to create grifters as well. Like in Australia, there's already a lot of people that identify as indigenous, but don't have any actual racial ancestry of being an Aboriginal. But if these things come in, like in my state, they're looking at banning duck shooting. If that ever happens, I'm going to have to identify as indigenous just so I can keep duck shooting. Like they're yeah. going to create very... a system where people rip off the system. They're very loose about who can claim indigenous origin in Australia. So it almost is meaningless at this point. Absolutely. It really is silly. You know what's funny uh, is, uh, with with my background genetically, I could probably claim that I'm indigenous Australian because they said there's like a pan Asian sphere of people who can claim that genetically they're indigenous to australia 
Well, that's the funny thing. They're talking about the the haplogroup that the Indigenous Australians derive from and um, through the uh, Human Genome Project, it proves Indigenous Australians actually come from the subcontinent of India. So at what point does India That's claim right. Australia as a part of theirs? There's enough Hitler here should claim anyway. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's Aryan. Aryans. Well, this is my point with reparations too. I'm like, how far back can we go? Like, there were plenty of white slaves. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, um, you know, I, I've got Irish ancestry, so does that mean I can go and claim some land in Ireland sometime in yep, the future? why not? That would be awesome. reparations from the, you know, the crown. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, while we're on the topic of reparations, I want to know, I, I actually got trolled by Dennis. Um, if if y'all know who Dennis is on online, Twitter, uh, the angel that we, we don't deserve. Um, but he was posing as Maj Touré, right? And Maj Touré is what? Conservatarian? What is he? I don't know. But it, because he talks about reparations all the time, and I I don't have an argument against it necessarily, except for I heard maybe Walter Block on an episode with Sal Mayweather a long time ago. And Walter's like, maybe if you could prove, if you could go back and prove every you know, like the fact that your family was enslaved um, and that the person who is their descendant has benefited from that or, you know, something like that. But what could the case possibly be in a libertarian world for reparations? Is there any at all? Well, then you, you got to talk about whether it's reparations for people from slavery or reparations for First Nations people who've had their land, air quotes, stolen. Because then you have to look at like the modern Western idea of what contracts and lands are. Indigenous people didn't hold maps. They didn't have border lines. They just belonged to the land. In their own vocab, they say that we belong to land. It doesn't belong to us. So how can you pay someone for land or put out imaginary borders, which there's no actual historical reference for beyond their word for it? They may have only stuck to one tiny little valley, but they'll claim an entire state area. So it becomes really... Um, a really gray area in the legalities of it because I think you could question it and push it very hard in court as to how far they want to go with it. Yeah. I had one guy be like, you know, they they promised all the all the freed slaves, what was it, like eight acres and a mule? Uh, they like did 40. They, in general. Yeah. A general wanted to make them do stuff, so he, he made this promise, but the general has absolutely no authority and it and this is one of those ridiculous myths that uh that's prevailed for ages um and mm. they'll never give up on this one but but it was just a, a general it wasn't lincoln it wasn't anybody that had the authority to say anything well like so to me the the homesteading act was kind of fair in that you had to like stake your claim and you know improve the land quote unquote um and it was a way for people who were poor to to gain status in, in this country. Um, I've argued before that I could almost make the case that public land management is misguided to begin with, and we should reinvigorate the Homestead Act and re-occupy uh, the national forests and the BLM and the, you know, anywhere that somebody can strike, strike out and make a living. You know, nowadays we have the benefit, whereas it used to be very hard to, to scratch a living out of certain types of ecosystems. 
now people could move out to the desert, occupy a, a patch of land and work remotely. And overall, I argue that if people actually tried to improve the land via permaculture, uh, we could green up a lot of the deserts and we could improve the soils. And what we have now is not what we could have, right? We could have food forests instead of like kind of sterilized forests. Yeah. yeah and don't forget, don't forget we've got geoengineering to assist us. <laughs> Make <laughs> it rain in the done. desert. It's interesting that the, um, the the Americans never really took on the back to Africa movement, which the British did. Once the British ended their slavery, they sent all their slaves back to North Africa and they started a colony. And that country to this day is the most well-off African nation. So we try. If you, want is, home, that... if you want the homesteading movement to really take up, well, maybe a whole heap of African Americans that want reparations could go back to Africa with their advanced um, education, their their money that they have. And make something of certain parts of Africa. What what you country get canceled is for saying that here, for suggesting that here. If you tell someone go back to your country, oh, it shit hits the fan. What what go country back in to Africa? Your land, not your country, your land. I mean, that's I not think offensive. It was, the, it was the country that uh, that the United States uh, bombed into oblivion and now has open air state slave markets. Uh, Libya, Sudan, Libya. or Libya. That's right. Well, what about Liberia? Um, if I recall, Liberia Garvey. was the brainchild of uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? Uh, there was a guy, Marcus Garvey, who was a black nationalist, and he, he led a, a back to Liberia movement, and uh, it, it didn't work out. I think most of the people that went came back. Well... There's that. <laughs> well, this is why I just think it's an absurd um, question to even consider. Like, anytime you you say one group is being favored in some way, like it's it's a recipe for for envy first and foremost. The thing about the Homesteading Act was it was kind of equal opportunity. Um, now I'm sure there were plenty of examples of people being discriminated discriminated against in the process, but. I don't know, man, like it just it doesn't seem right. doesn't seem fair. I was going to share this. We were kind of touching on Hawaii earlier and I, we're going to get there shortly. Um, but I've got something something here for just like the. How do you say like the totally. Un uh, unequal treatment of different groups of people in kind of a inverted and super perverted kind of way. Am I legally allowed to have my penis out today? Do whatever you want. Okay, so that's not against the law? It's not against the law as long as you're not masturbating and you're not fully erect and it's not for sexual gratification. Okay, cool. Thanks. In real love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, Beware lest you be consumed by one another. Hey, hey, what are you doing? What is the problem? You All right, so that, I mean, that's basically it. So if you couldn't hear what was going on, 
first guy basically is like, hey, it, it was a pride day. I don't think these two things happened in the same place per se, except the United States, just based on accents. Um, but he, you know, they're like, yeah, you can have your dick out as long as you're not, you know, gratifying yourself. As long as you're not hard, you can expose your penis. But then, you know, the next scene is somebody preaching, you know, quoting the Bible and uh, having having their equipment seized and you know basically they're arrested um from from practicing their speech right so i don't know man i you know i just again it's just like this preferential treatment is going to piss people off well that's the point isn't it (laughs) Mm -hmm. to create division and war between the people so we're not warring with them Exactly. So Sorry, Andrew. Uh, an essay uh, by Herbert Marcuse called Repressive Tolerance, and uh, Pete and Aaron from Timeline Earth um, did a, a really great episode on that. You should check that out. It's uh, it, it's really important to understand how you know right wing anything you know whether it, it it be you know that or religious will be not tolerated by the state, but um, but yeah, they're going to open up all the doors to seeing people's penises and uh, you know, disgusting trans stuff and everything like that. Anything that pushes the agenda further left, pushes the Overton window left, is, is going to be reported. Anything right is going to be punished, even the things that are right that used to be left. So that that's another matter. Well, there's no right anymore, is there? There's only the far right. You can't find the average conservative anymore. They have to be extremists. They can't be anything else. It's a really exactly. good playbook that they're using. They're pushing that the whitey, the conservative white guy, is the world's biggest enemy and the world's biggest um, bad guy to the point where it pisses people off to where they do bad things and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that they've created and they can then say, look, we told you they were bad. Look what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, well said. And I'm just amazed that some of these cops can actually go along with this. So what, you know, what's happened to the police? Have they completely, are these police like for all this stuff? They must be. I mean, they've replaced, I guess the good ones have left, have they? I mean, I just can't believe it. They have their orders and it's it's like that. And they they are order followers. Just following orders. Yeah. Okay. But the the blue line idiots, um, need to understand is that they'll follow the orders and whenever you're in a, a liberal hellhole, they're going to say, you know, Hey, let, let all of these guys pull their wings out do whatever, you know, ridiculous gayness that they can do on the streets and, uh, and beat the living hell out of the Christian. That's, that's their orders and they'll do it. For your health and safety and national security. And for your pleasure. Or whatever, well, if, their pleasure. If you have the monkeypox vaccine, <laughs> their you'd be fine around Pride Month, wouldn't you? You get all boosted up. Oh, I can't yeah. say monkeypox anymore because it uh, resembles a particular, you know, demographic or something. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> hey, they were the ones right? who complained, not me. No, I didn't complain. <laughs> they did. Yeah, monkeypox went away as soon as 
little kids and dogs started getting it. Yeah, because everybody yeah, knows how you get monkeypox. How about that? I love how they pushed it. It, it wasn't a, <laughs> a, 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 a illness that only affects gay men. It was men who, are, who sleep with other men. They didn't actively use the word gay because that would be like targeting. Yeah, well, super weird. Sleeping is the important part. Sleeping is the, that's how you get it. You know, don't go to sleep. It's Do all the download. So, so the people on the download, they don't, they, they are people who sleep with other men, but they're not gay. You gotta understand that. You mean right. the chest feeders? Yeah, well, yeah, we wouldn't want to exclude, uh, you know, trannies or like, what do they call them, non-binaries or what have you, right? Don't want to exclude right. the bonus hoes either. Bonus right, hoes. Right, man. Yes, thank you. Thank you for including them. <laughs> Language is, is being assaulted. That's all I can yes. say. Newspeak. Yeah. Did you all you see this? Hate speech. Stella would know that our country has hate speech laws, and we only have an implied freedom of speech. So we're looking for really good times in the future. Yep, and be careful oh, yeah. waving for a taxi because we could get arrested. <laughs> you could actually not even hail a work. taxi rather than Zeke hail a taxi. <laughs> exactly. It's really hard because I can't go to my like my Roman Renaissance fairs and. Um, say hello to my fellow Romans anymore. So there's some legalities around that that are a bit hard. <laughs> it's very non-inclusive. Sleeping with men, individuals, lend me your ears and your butthole. I, I just wonder if uh, in the monkey community, if there's human pox that they're all freaking out about. There probably is. I'm sure, they're sad yeah. about it. I guarantee it goes both ways. You know, it's called democrosis. Is that is that a bonus monkey? Is that is that a bonus, bonus monkey? Are you just happy to see me? Hey, anything goes, man. Anything goes. Furry chest beaters. Indeed. Oh man. So I don't know. This this popped up on my timeline where I just thought it was funny. Um basically I was just laughing at the at the guy. You gotta watch this guy. He's like <laughs> I'll I'll have to narrate it for the listener because there's no uh you know it's it's just some noise but here check this out. So we're looking at a Trump one sign and I assume this is yeah and a bicyclist rolls up starts kicking it. But he but he's not satisfied. Yeah, now he's pushing himself very gingerly out of the grass and pedaling on his merry way. Ow. Now, I hurt my toe. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> Well, he, I mean, he, this is like the embodiment of Trump derangement syndrome. Um, he comes back. It's literally 419 AM. Uh, <laughs> and that's when all the Trump his... people are out. That's when yeah, they always well, he... have their unitations of sorts. So anyway, I started blasting. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you almost wish it had gone. That is he way. has an no, underwear? He's... No, Wait he's wearing second. his little. It looks he's like he's naked. It he's does wearing... look like he's naked. It's okay. It's Pride Month. It's fine as long as he doesn't gratify himself oh. in public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's to gratify his... himself on the Trump sign. He's wearing his padded <laughs> bike bike shorts. You know, I guess he just had to go on a really early morning ride with a extended like grill lighter. Okay, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> looks like such a douchebag he looks like such a dweebo he looks like a doofus like it's the lycra hit squad 
Yeah. And so he he's holding the lighter against this tr- Trump sign until it's on fire. And then he runs away. Did you see him running? This is the yeah. funniest part. He, he ran like a bu- he definitely <laughs> ran like a girl, didn't he? He ran like yeah. a girl. He did. Oh Nelly, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> One more time. I'll zoom in. Golly G Willickers. It's oh, on fire. Let's go. In the movies, little, they walk little... away from fire slowly. He, he even lights the fire like a girl. Now the funny part is apparently he came back. <laughs> he and tries he to bitch it. slap it. Apparently he came back and did it again. Look at this. He uh oh that was the same one. Yeah, there's it burning. Yeah. But look, this is this is apparently months later. That's very unenvironmental, so, that plastic so fuse going gets, If he ever gets done for arson, I'm sure he's gonna love prison though. So it's really it's a net positive for him. Arson. Oh, arson. He's already arson. Arson. Tight see. shorts. He's already yeah. got the tight shorts. He's ready. Look at him running again the second time. It's just like he's so Queer. It's like he's got helium in his wrists and his hands become lighter and running. So, so apparently, this says one thousand dollar reward for an uh, idea of this guy, and actually, What's you can the tattoo? see he's got like a it's weird like teddy bear face. That's the yeah, pedo tattoo. I was that's gonna say the pedo tattoo. Pedo <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's Radiohead. I think. No, Radiohead uh, had it. It's like an error. alarm clock. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> or is it Mickey I think, Mouse? I, well, it's like Mickey Mouse, except the ears are too small. I think Intersectionality. Yeah. I thought it was maybe like a Tokyo, what do you call that stuff? Manga? Maybe? Something like that? Yeah. More like I mean, Mangle. I just thought that guy was silly <laughs> as hell. You know, it's like, again, Ando's probably going to sit here and tell us, that, oh, that's staged. It's, it's too funny. The running, the well, running, you know. It's I so want to see the timestamp. The timestamp is 420. And yeah. so he went <laughs> at 420 to blaze up. Uh, but this is, I, I guess he like, he went and he kicked it and it hurt his foot. So he got really drunk and he came back in the middle of the night. <laughs> he probably had a few too pimples and got angry and went back. <laughs> I'm going to show them, Stephen. I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them. I'll slap a bitch. <laughs> the other thought that I had was that um, he had a, an entire camera dedicated to a sign, yeah. like a whole Nest camera dedicated to that. I don't know. That's hey, a little maybe bit... this guy, maybe this is like the fifth sign that has been lit on fire. I was wondering finally... that if, yeah. if that happened often. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably Why didn't like, he put some Tannerite in or M80s or something? So yeah. it would be a reactive target of sorts. Well, yeah, here's here's oh, an invention for you. It. Rob, yes. you got to invent it. The exploding uh, yard sign. <laughs> you know, I got 10 pounds of Tannerite on that one. It's like I a Claymore, it. but it's not your favorite politician's name on it. Si se puede. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, the sign was a Trump one sign. So speaking of uh, Trump and you're, you're mentioning about uh, reclaiming all the BLM land and all the uh, uh, all the parks and everything like that. Trump actually floated an idea of of doing this and starting what's called Freedom Cities, but it's really just the Republican version of 15-minute cities. So, like, y'all just, you know, stay vigilant, and whenever you see that come down the pike, you go, ah, okay, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. But, Ando, what would you rather go for? A a white sterile pod or a pod with the American flag on it and a bald eagle? Which one's got the greater selling point there? 
The eagle. For sure. I, I'm not going to any pods. <laughs> yeah. Any bugs. I don't care if they're if they're American bugs. But they're freedom bugs. Yeah, freedom <laughs> bugs. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, this, there's gonna be all kinds of ridiculousness uh coming with all of the agenda twenty thirty stuff. And both sides are in on this, just to let everybody know both sides. So, so this idea that um, <laughs> that the fires in Maui were um, part of a attempted land grab, how do we feel about this? Um, because I don't, you know, I was skeptical the first few days when people start talking about lasers from the sky and all kinds of crazy stuff. But then I start seeing these on the ground videos where you have like palm trees that are untouched right next to like a pile of ash and like whole neighborhoods that are burnt, but then like just on the other side of the street, nothing's burnt. And from what I hear, they did not have the best fire department and like the response was not good. So how come the fires just stopped in certain places and started in others? I don't know. I, you know, I guess I'll open it up. But uh, maybe I'll play this first, only because this is a guy that I know personally, okay? He is part of the No Agenda community. I've met him at um, No Agenda meetups, and he's funny. He's a stand-up comedian, and he's got this company that um, I'll just plug him real quick because he's a good dude. It's called Bottoms Up, where they make a plastic beer cup that fills with draft beer from the bottom. Um as opposed to pouring over the top. And the idea is, it's a pretty genius idea. I'll just plug bottoms up. I won't talk about it no more. But this is pretty, this is pretty good. A mutual friend that is a bit of a conspiracy theorist and has been going on about how the Maui fires were caused by direct energy weapons. And since I have technically a miniature direct energy weapon um, in the form of a laser, this is a 1500 1500 watt laser so tiny in the grand scheme of things i just want to show him that that's ridiculous and uh it doesn't work so you see that red dot right there that's where the laser beam is going to shoot and it's it's not going to be okay. see he's an idiot safety's on <laughs> just So <laughs> he makes a little joke out of it. He's like pulling the trigger and he's like, oh, wait, the safety's on. And then he pulls it and his little cardboard house just, you know, instantly goes into flames. So, again, I'm not saying I know what happened out there, but what do y'all think? There are right. volcanic tunnels all underneath that area. If you wanted to burn it down, hmm. you could literally just plant start fires plant incendiary in there and they would creep up making it look like it's coming from nowhere so that's one theory i heard that made about the most sense i've heard so far there was also a woman who mentioned that she saw the fire coming out of the ground and knowing that that's an active volcano site there as well i thought the same thing that there'd be um, chambers under the ground that could have been tapped into whether that's by the hand of man or just naturally 
it's uh it definitely could have spread underground and made it look like it was going everywhere at once well i don't know if you um are able to get that video that i posted recently um but it shows how all the millionaires billionaires houses were completely missed and the fire went right around them and yeah. everything was everything else was devastated so there's that <laughs> hell of a coincidence yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff about this situation. And I was just thinking about a picture that I saw. I wish I would have saved it. Um, but it was showing, you know, how it, it was bizarre, the damage, if these pictures were real. You know, like steel just melted in the road. Have you seen that? I mean, and then yeah. there was there was an image with the cars and everything looks like a bomb hit it, basically. And then there was like, in this picture, a charred dog um, that was like upside down. And somebody was like, are you telling me it's going to do all of this damage to these cars? And yet a dog would not be turned to ash. Like, so then I wonder, are maybe just, maybe that picture was staged and it's just being put out there to muddy the waters, but there's just so, so many weird things um, about the whole thing. Yeah, that um, that picture that Stu Peters um, posted, which was apparently <laughs> a laser coming down, it actually turned out to be a, a time lapse of a rocket taking off. So that was mm. absolute crap. You know, big surprise from him. Ah, uh, yep. But it's all very reminiscent of the East Coast fires we've had in the last couple of years within Australia. It's um, you're yeah. seeing that there's structures, cars that are completely decimated, but bushes, trees, flowers, all natural things around them don't seem to be hit. They don't even spontaneously combust because of the heat, which is practically impossible to happen knowing how natural bushfires occur. So there's definitely some uh, some fuckery going on there. Direct energy has yeah. been around since the 70s. Um, yeah. It might not have been put onto, uh, onto satellites by, by that time, but it was definitely around back then. Uh, and there is a phenomenon in the military, Rob probably knows about this, uh, called Havana fever. Um, can, can you give a little bit more details on that, Rob? Well, that's basically where they're using radio waves to manipulate the human body and or things around it. So a lot of people don't realize it, but if, uh, there's, there's actually a few type of lasers. Uh, one of the ones that BAE Systems was working on when I was at Raytheon utilized a microwave radar system to create a tunnel, okay, using a waveguide. And then down that tunnel, it would then shoot the laser. What that did effectively was move all the particulate in the air out of the way and create an ionized beam for the laser to travel down, which means that to be effective, the laser doesn't need to be anywhere near as powerful as it otherwise would need to be. So it's almost like the laser's going through a vacuum following that ionized tube that's created by the microwave energy. So Havana syndrome works along the same lines as far as the radio frequency component of it and uh, basically it's just short-circuiting your brain more or less and uh, Havana syndrome was first seen in the 30s uh, by people uh, 
being induced in people who worked in radio shacks because they would be around all those high frequencies. And back then, we didn't really shield things very well. So the operators were getting hammered with all this stray RF. And some of them were having various types of things, headaches, uh, memory loss, cognitive issues, uh, blisters. Uh, and everybody's heard the story about the guy who was sitting in front of the microwave with a lawn chair during guard duty in the Air Force who literally cooked one of his kidneys. Y'all know about that? Have you heard of that story? Yeah. And they told him, see all those birds out, out, out in that field? Well, they didn't get um, a minor amount of the radio frequencies that you ended up getting by sitting in front of this thing and eating your lunch. <laughs> so they ended up having to take the guy to the hospital. So there's a similar story here of a guy who sat on one of the towers and he dangled his legs in front of one of the, um, the receivers and they found him up there dead sitting there with his lunch in his hands. and His legs were completely black. Yeah. Oh. A lot of the guys would get together and figure this out and tell each other. And as long as they didn't do a full power sweep, you would be okay. You'd just be warm, right? I know. But if they I do know a, a guy full power test, the guy gets fried. I know a guy who's a stagehand uh, here in Indy, and I've done some work with the stagehands. He was telling me how he went up. He was doing some rigging up in the like rafters of the football stadium, right for the Indianapolis Colts lucas oil uh stadium and he's up there and there's these fucking 5g you know emitters whatever transmitters whatever you call them um and he's like working a spotlight for a for a concert and he said he like he felt it the whole time and then for the next like week he felt like absolute dog you know dog shit and it's like that was basically havana syndrome i think right you can even get it from being too close to a balancing station or a power substation i mean mm. that's not even really high frequency but there is a lot of stray rf from the switching and etc so it just reminded me of a story that i was reading not long ago which you probably know about rob um back in 2021 um where russia was being um, accused of the Havana syndrome attacks um, in Russia of the USA diplomats in the Kremlin area, I mean the Moscow area. Um, do you know about that? Yeah. It's like a and building was being targeted. Said, the CIA said there was nothing to it. Don't worry mm, about it. That's right. It was all in their head. Remember that. <laughs> I mm -hmm. shit you not. They said that it was mass hysteria, mass formation psychosis. Sound familiar? Mm. They said ah, that yeah. in 2019. Remember that? Mm. Well, I just want to say welcome to Phytophiliac, who has joined us. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. I'm, uh, I've How been, you doing? Uh, I've done all right. I've been living at the hospital since Thursday. So. <laughs> oh, man. Um, my husband's in the hospital, so we're just... Uh, waiting and uh waiting mostly waiting he's doing okay he's he's much better now than when he got first got here but oh, man. um 
Yeah, I've got my uh, camera bluffed because my hair is a hot mess, and y'all don't need to see that. So <laughs> that's all right. But um, doing good. Um, mm-hmm. Not too bad. It was a heck of a way to end my week off from work. So uh, I'm glad it happened. If it had to happen, and I'm glad it happened when it did. But um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm here. I have nothing to bring to the conversation except any uh, additional commentary. So. I'll just lead the way. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry to hear that your husband's ill and I hope he gets better. I'm sure I speak for everybody in saying that. Um, he's definitely we'll, on the uphill climb. So he's doing, good, he's doing good. good. Well, we'll be praying for you. Um, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Sure will. Well, thanks for jumping in. I mean, you know, I'm sure, uh, y- it's easy to get a little stir crazy when you're living out of a bag at the hospital. So, Glad you uh, made the time for us, and I hope we can entertain you or make you laugh along the way or something, lift your spirits. Um, oh, yeah. I've kind of been – so since Thursday, I haven't really paid much attention to anything that's been going on. So uh, only the only thing that I did catch was on um, – uh, I was I happened to be scrolling through uh, Twitter this morning, and I noticed that they uh, – Ryan actually posted that his – uh, channel on discord had been completely uh like deleted they took him off of discord and they even uh, deleted some of the accounts of his admins and ryan has been really good on all this direct energy weapon stuff he was uh he was one of the only people to uh to explain what happened in beirut whenever that happened a couple of years ago y'all remember the uh the storehouse the big, just going up and the so-called for- explosion the fertilizer yeah. place, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So-called. And uh, we were talking about the Discord issue this week, too, about how they got hacked. Um, actually, Discord I.O. got hacked. However, people and experts, hacking experts at Microsoft, were saying that actually Discord also got hacked. Somehow they were able to use the information that they use, login information from Discord IO to gain access to all the accounts in Discord. And I guess it sounds like Discord also was taken offline temporarily and a lot of the accounts were reviewed at that time. So it wouldn't surprise so me if they just blame it, it on a, the hack. I was going to say, so you think maybe it was a hack job that, that did it and not actually False. someone at Discord? Yeah, like a... Well, they might have they might be using it as an excuse now. Oh, it got hacked. Sorry, you sucks to be you. Oh well. Also, uh, uh, Microsoft has been really intent on buying Discord, so yes. that that's been going along for years now. Well, the picture that uh, Ryan posted showed that his uh, channel was disabled. It did not actually say deleted, so maybe it's still there, um, and maybe they can reinstate it. Um, but I just, I don't, I'm not holding my breath. Um, he's been pretty on the nose with everything he's been reporting here lately, so it wouldn't surprise me that, that this was a, uh, a direct attempt at making him shut up. I figured if... Uh... You know, before we move on totally from this like directed energy thing, 
Uh, Rob's got something, and Stella posted something in the chat. Um, Rob, what do you what do you got there? What's your article? Well, as of March first, twenty twenty three, they're back to saying that five in U.S. intelligence agencies concluded is very unlikely. Unlikely. Before they said there was no way. Now they're saying unlikely. So they went from saying there's no way to yes, it was a directed energy weapon of some sort. And now they're back to saying very unlikely. So believe what you want to believe, I guess. Stella, I'll pull yours up. Um, what you got for us here? Oh, that was just just about the Havana syndrome thing. I just thought if you wanted to put it in show notes or something, um, just it sort of explains yeah. what was going on in uh, Moscow and well, some of the see. symptoms of what see. people were. Hmm. The CIA as a covert operative in Afghanistan, Iraq, chasing terrorists across the Middle East. But one night in a Moscow hotel room in 2017 was like no other. I think about all the times in war zones where I've been shot at or rocketed. Um, this was by far, though, the scariest night of my life. At the time, Potomaropoulos, the CIA's number two official for clandestine operations throughout Europe, says he woke up suddenly in the middle of the night with a sense of vertigo. I was falling over in my room. I thought I was going to vomit. I was incredibly nauseous. Um, I had this incredible ringing in my ears, uh, and I knew something was really wrong with me. The episode just the start of debilitating symptoms that upended his life. He says, similar to scores of other cases reported by American diplomats and spies that began in 2016 in Havana, then hit American officials in China, and have since been reported by CIA officers in several other countries. What could be the cause? After a year-long investigation, 19 top experts from the National Academies of Sciences conclude the most likely explanation, directed pulsed microwave energy consistent with the directed radio frequency energy attack. This is not a cell phone. This is not what you see from a microwave oven. This is a very particular and unusual way of delivering microwave energy. Stanford professor of medicine David Relman chaired the study. We have neurologists on our committee that said afterwards, in my entire career of reading about countless hundreds and thousands of cases of neurologic injury, I've never heard of something like this. This is really unique in the medical literature. It is. New Hampshire Senator Jean Shaheen has been fighting for medical benefits for the victims. I fear that what we have seen today is not going to end. We're going to see more of these kinds of attacks in the future, and we need to be prepared for them. Is is this one of these things where it's just a like we're gonna threaten you like we can do whatever we whatever we want like whether or not this is a legit story like fear the government because we have these these tools or is it legit? Okay, so years ago, so this guy was complaining about psychosomatic illness or distorted the findings of a research paper to blame the symptoms on sounds made by crickets, okay? Let me make a key point here. There was, back in my ham radio days, there was a signal back in the 90s called the Russian woodpecker. And what it was, was over 
the Horizon uh, radar detection system, okay? And it would make cricket sounds on your radio. And oftentimes, not just with a ham radio, you would hear it on a walkie-talkie, you would hear it on, you could hear it on a shortwave, uh, etc. So I find it very funny, very odd, very strange that they would use sounds and clicking sounds made by crickets to describe this particular syndrome and then go on to say that it's psychosomatic. It's unreal. I have a list here. Um, it's a PDF, actually, and I'm desperately trying to find because it seems to have disappeared from the internet now, but I'm glad I downloaded it. Uh, several pages of direct energy weapons stroke targeted individual patents. And I believe the oldest one goes back to a few pages here. 1953 is pretty much, this is all patents. Um, yeah, so it sort of starts back in 53 and, you know, goes back, uh, I think the latest one is around about 02. There might be a later one than that. But you can just, it's interesting to look at the whole progression of uh, what they've developed over the years. Um, I mean, I've only really looked into a couple of them because there's a hell of a lot of reading in each in each one and I don't know how many there are here, probably about 70, something like that. So if I can find that link, and I'm just looking in the Wayback Machine, I'll definitely uh, post it because I think everyone should have a look at it. Yeah, well, uh, while, while you look for it, let's let's find, let's see what Rob just shared here. This is the, uh, is this the sound you're talking about? Yes, this is the Russian woodpecker signal. Hmm. If you melt my and brain, Rob the... will be very disappointed. <laughs> so let's take it, turn it off now. <laughs> it sounds like a helicopter to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It depends on where you were and what's, what frequency you were on, etc. It can sound everywhere from just a hammering kind of this sound all the way to a very loud click, depending on where you're picking it up in the world. So, so you're saying they developed it as a form of radar. I mean, I guess I'm trying to put the pieces together here. Um, like is the significance of the cricket sound that it is somehow it behaves differently as like a sound wave or what are you, what are you saying? Well, this sound is being, it's, it's a sudden spike. Okay. This signals a spike goes out and it start, basically bounces more because of the nature of it. Very high intense pulse. And that tends to go a lot further than just a regular standard wave okay so you don't want to use a continuous wave all you're trying to do is send out this signal and then look at it coming back and trying to determine if there's you know a uh, a plane or a missile or what have you but it's very destructive most countries went away from this type from this type of system probably back in the 60s but russians being who they are they don't give a damn so, when I was a kid, 
there was a radio station that changed formats. And so um, I usually, whenever a radio station changes formats, they just start playing um, their music. And there's a few days before the, the station picks up. Sometimes, I mean, these days, I'm sure that they're they just right off the bat, they're ready to go. But there was an in-between time and there was all kinds of weird sounds. And I remember as a kid being really like, I'm listening to the noise <laughs> um, just because it, it was it was weird, you know, because it was the radio station that I listened to all the time. And then it was all this and then it came back as a completely new thing. It was basically EDM before there was EDM, right? Well, there, so, there was stuff. Like, they played some comedy bits. They played uh, some jingles. But they also had a lot of noise. It sounded a lot like what you just played. Interesting. Somebody in the comments, uh, well, I guess uh, Drew said that dolphins click. And, uh, you know, Rob says, yeah, it's like, you know, bats and dolphins. And th th this, I, this premise of, like, sound wave... Um, you know, whatever radar, it's nothing new, but directed energy is kind of an, a, another like level perhaps. And I don't know, man, I guess you can, you can possibly like get some data by listening to the radio waves, but I mean, I'm more and more curious about um, sort of this, this behavior off the ionosphere, the res uh, Schumann resonance stuff. And also like um, the, resonant qualities of the earth and of stone and you know obviously there's been some conjecture as to why the pyramids how the pyramids you know all these um what do you call them the the spikes um obelisks the, you know, obelisks and sort of what their purposes were and a lot of these megaliths and monoliths and stone um circles and the, i mean like something I had never considered, but I heard just recently, uh, like crop circles. Is it, is it behavior of like the atmosphere that crushes the crops down or is it coming up from below? Yeah. That's um, interesting. You should say that because I was just looking at some very recent crop circles this morning, <laughs> um, which I hadn't looked at for ages. Cause I'm actually really interested in crop circles. And, um, I think we might've discussed this, Mike. I'm not sure. Maybe when we did a show, we talked about, the possibility of the crop circles coming from under the ground um, because that's it's quite it's just as viable isn't it, it could be like magnetic or something who knows but mm -hmm. um, my my uh, stepfather who was a an English man um, he was a video producer and he actually did a documentary on crop circles in Britain before he came to Australia and um, I mean he's the reason I got into video editing and stuff so he he told me about a um, a story of when they were recording and it was a fairly small crew and they had the audio dude, you know, headphones, whatever, watching the meters, etc. And he, he said, and I know he wasn't bullshitting me. He said um, that if they stepped, like if they stayed outside the crop circle, like they didn't stand on the pattern, that everything was fine. But as soon as they stepped into the circle and stood on that ground, there was a definite signal that was happening and coming through audibly um, in the equipment. So yeah, that's um, he didn't really tell me much more about it, and I never got to see the documentary, unfortunately. But that was uh, on boots on ground report, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, I found that PDF there, so I encourage everyone to um, download that 
and start looking up some of these patents. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> so these are patents for um, like direct energy weapons, direct stuff. energy weapons, targeted yeah. individual patents. And um, on the very last page, it's, it's sort of basically information for targeted individuals as well. So there's some helpful stuff at the, at the end that people can, um, just for people to understand so that they don't think they're crazy, basically, um, mm. if they, yeah, information is knowledge, isn't it? <laughs> I don't so think people sort of... quite understand the scope of how far frequencies and frequency tech can go. Like the, I was mentioned in the chat earlier that the wave of the late 80s and early 90s of spontaneous human combustion, that's come down to a lot of theories and leaks that it was directed radio waves on an individual person to the point where it's getting the molecules and the atoms in the body to a frictional state that it actually causes the human body to combust. So if we're thinking about that as a conspiracy theory, and then we see police around the world, particularly in Australia, roll out to the uh, mob dispersal units where they shoot people with radio waves to make them feel hot and fuzzy until they leave, they're already telling us the text there. Um, and we see that with the directed energy weapons. There's laser systems you can use to cut down limbs of trees, and then we see what they've got on destroyers to take out drones in yeah. the Navy of the world. They're, they're there, they're telling us, but if you talk to the average person about it, it's all conspiracy theory, and they think it's someone like a, a Dr. Evil with sharks with laser beams attached to their heads trying to take out Hawaii. Right, right. I I did see a video of a tree crew cutting like limbs off of trees and like palms off of palm trees. And that kind of blew my mind, man. You know, and <laughs> it says here, um... I'm, I'm muted. That was my bad. I was talking. Oh, to sorry. The I thought you were finished. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I seen that, that tech where, um, they treat, you know, tree trimming and like cutting palms off of palm trees with lasers. It's, I just saw that recently. It's crazy, man for your health and safety. Um, the ALF-VEN waves, A-L-F-V-E-N waves, it says here, uh, requires plasma in order to create the ELF waves. Ionosphere is plasma. Indigo Skyfold is also plasma. So, yeah, they're harnessing their plasma. And that um, PDF that I posted earlier, which was about using fire as weaponry, I, saw, I haven't read the whole 171 pages, but um, that goes up to, it's fairly old tech now. I think, I'm not sure where it's sort of stopped, but obviously they're going to release it if it's old because now they've got the technology for dues. But it was really interesting anyway to, to look through at how precise. This was uh, sort of basically using um, Vietnam, sort of most of it, that's the examples. But they're so precise, like down to the point of they know exactly what foliage is where, they know what the foliage does at different times of year, how the farmers um, harvest, etc., and what that does to the ground. And um, obviously they weren't relying a lot on weather engineering back then because it says a number of times through that PDF that it was essential to have um, meteorologists on board that were very good at what they did because it was very dependent on weather, um, how all these operations took place. Um, for instance, knowing exactly when the monsoons finished and all that stuff. I mean, that's all fairly obvious, but just to, down to the detail of knowing that when this leaf of this plant falls, the leaf then creates this after two weeks and then it starts to do this after six weeks. And so then they know that they've got to drop pellets six, 
you know, a month or so before the monsoons come and then they've got to drop some other thing that gets the foliage and how napalm isn't much good for starting fires and all that. It's just really, it's down to the twig, basically. So um, it's none of that sort of really that necessary now, is it? Because they've just got the direct energy, you know, fine laser focused thing. It's so much simpler. The elites have been doing this in time, since time in memoriam. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Roman history and, and Ignatius Rufus. He was one of the most powerful men in Rome. He was up there with um, Caesar. And he had a little a little ploy and a little con where he had his own private firefighting group. And what he'd do is he'd get his men to go around deliberately light fires on people's properties and houses. He'd show up with his firefighting crew and then get a really, really high payment to put it out or he'd let the house burn. And if the house burned, he'd just buy the land for pennies on the dollars. So the elites have been using fire as a method to take out property and land since the ancient times. I mean, I, I heard somebody making some speculation about sort of like the Chicago fire and the San Francisco fire and some of the, you know, the, the burning yeah. of the, the burning of the library of Alexandria and like, you know, a lot of these buildings are stone. I mean, how, how does a stone building catch fire? Exactly. Well, look, at the, look at the London fires. The, what, the fire that burnt down London, everything at that time was wooden. And what did they replace it with? Romanesque Greco-style buildings that were, were made of stone. It's like they burnt all down all the old stuff and they came back in the masons took over. Yeah. Perhaps that was it. Maybe the majority of the city might have been built of wood uh, back in the day, but... Yeah, I mean, some of these historic fires, it's just like, how does a whole city burn down? Um, I don't know. There's speculation about the fact that maybe the Alexandria fire was a lie and that Hmm. they actually just removed all the books and they're probably under the Vatican. Hmm. That's just speculation. That would be a great cover, right? You don't want anybody Mm -hmm. to go look for the books. So you start a fire maybe in the front area, but you've already evacuated most of the, you know, most of the literature, right? Exactly. It's just the rocks. It's the original Rockstag fire, isn't it? More or less. Blame it yeah. Else. But there's there's more than one Library of Alexandria. They were scattered across the ancient world, so mm-hmm. it's more than just one source of knowledge that was potentially lost. It's multiple places. Right. Right. I wasn't aware of that. So, what was the Library of Alexandria? Where was that? Like in Alexandria? Is that just sort of like the well-known yeah. one or what? Yeah, that was the original. They kind of sprung up like uh, fast food joints all across the, the ancient world. <laughs> Alexander yeah. the Great. He had one in every major city. Drive through scrolls, right? Cool. Mm. Hmm. Well, you know, I was listening to, um, what was it called? Um, my, my Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Have you guys ever listened to this podcast? Yeah, Mark. What's his name? Yeah. Yep. Uh, So they were talking about how like some of these ancient structures and like the stone craft and how it's very difficult to understand. And like even some of the um, some of the sculptures and like the level of precision and polishing and how it's just like beyond our capabilities to do at this point and how there's kind of this idea that perhaps it was some form of uh, what they call it like geo um, polymers. Is that, or something like that where you almost could turn things into stone, right? Think, think like concrete. I mean, I guess that's kind of the nearest 
best um, analogy, but they talked about how like in a lot of these buildings, um, I want to say in Italy, in Rome, have like, I forget what it's called, but the um, the beam that spans the doorway, how when you take a cross section, it looks like just stone on the outside, but you take a cross section and it has rings as if it was a, a tree at one point, sort of like uh, petrified wood. I don't know if you've ever seen petrified wood, but uh, this process of converting something from, you know, a living sort of cellulose based thing into pure stone, like rapidly and how they were basically arguing that it had a lot to do with plasma and the harnessing of like vast amounts of electricity. Um, it was all a bit above my head, but I'd be curious if any of y'all have heard anything like this or if it's totally crazy. I would more assume that maybe some of these components were basically 3d printed right because 3d printing has layers that would make a lot more sense there is some um, there is some speculation about some of these structures that we can't um, explain about how they were built about them possibly being like liquefied somehow and set into place that way and well, would... yeah they were they're triggered to cure maybe by a uh, chemical and or heating process right it would go a ways to explain the um the vases from like what ancient ancient china isn't that right that are like they're igneous stone but they show like zero signs of machining they're incredibly like paper thin you know the the process of carving out a piece of igneous stone like that would be insane and then they have these lug handles that are inexplicable like how they were able to carve this we have no clue if it was a liquid poured into a mold that was turned into igneous stone that certainly would make more sense um but again it's it's beyond our ability to even comprehend how they did it at this point i i I think it's it's been a humbling few years for me because I totally bought into the idea that we were the pinnacle of human knowledge and intelligence, but it just seems like that's kind of a that's a pretty big assumption to make. Not when even the basic say, guy. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just well, gonna say. If, if... <laughs> go. There's a delay. But... Somebody speak. Help. <laughs> All right, I'll quickly get in. Um, even the idea of the domes that you see in top of um, in Roman cities and Greek cities, that Greco-Roman style where it goes up and it's all stone and people wonder how could they have possibly held that heavy stone on top? Well, they changed the, the, the porous structure of the concrete. Instead of using heavier stones, they used porous volcanic rocks, which are lighter. So that as the dome went up, it became a lighter structure. And you throw into that, like the things we see in Machu Picchu and the bees monolithic stones that look like they're perfectly cut to fit into like a jigsaw puzzle. It definitely alludes to what Salah was talking about, how it looks like it was a, a poured mold and, and left there to set in place. Yeah. Well, it would explain the, um, the fact that these stones are so perfectly put together and you can't even, you know, stick a credit card in between them, which is sort of the measuring stick they seem to use. 
It's impossible to. I have no idea. <laughs> well, it, have you guys heard of? Uh, I just had to look it up. Terra Preta. It's the like biochar, like super soil that they've discovered in the Amazon that enabled them to grow incredible amounts of food and support a massive empire back however many thousands of years ago. And biochar is something that is only like, it's, it's kind of underground right now in our culture. People are rediscovering the benefits of activated carbon in the soil for growing food. And like, we don't fully understand how they created this beautiful, like super soil back thousands of years ago. And it's just, you know, it's, it's one more example of how we, we're not as smart as we fucking think, you know? Is that the, uh, soil that they said was curated that's in the Amazon area? Yes. So got it. I think what they supposedly did is they kind of dug trenches and they built fires and they chopped and dropped like vast amounts of uh, organic matter from the forest into these burning, you know, trenches. But they did it in a very precise kind of way. And then once they had like a good, low, you know, slow burning fire with all this green material steaming, they'd bury it with soil and just let it cook in like an oxygen free environment. And it would sort of like uh, the same principle as a vaporizer for like cannabis. It's, it's not burning the material. It's simply carbonizing it. And uh, what you're left with is this activated charcoal that holds on to nutrients and holds on to, you know, moisture. And the surface area of the carbon molecule is so great that you end up with this soil life. That's just off the charts in terms of mycelium and, you know, everything. So, it's kind of cool. Like, again, I think we're almost at this renaissance point. I think about like these guys from history that it's astonishing to think what like Michelangelo accomplished in a lifetime. How do you do that without having some, you know, uh, superior knowledge of like, I don't know, there had to be technologies at play that we don't understand. He didn't have a nine to five and taxes to the level that we have today. <laughs> That's exactly. Fair. Yeah. But that, it's interesting you're talking about that, that the soil that's found in the Amazon because they created something that takes nature thousands of years to achieve. Mm -hmm. A similar product that we find today, people have to drill down to the bottom of bogs and draw out from the very bottom where it's settled in for thousands of years to build up to that capacity. I drink it on a daily basis. It's, it's black as black. It stains your teeth if you're not careful. But it's, it's awesome stuff. And to think that they could have created that in a simple way of digging a hole and burning organic matter and covering it back up, there's probably mm -hmm. a lot more to it. But you're right. It seems that the more we find out, the less we actually know compared to the ancients of our past. Mm -hmm. There's actually some videos. Shilajat, right? The Shilajat? What's uh, humic hmm. acid? Yeah, humic hmm. fulvic acid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The humus, yeah. Yeah. There's actually some videos on YouTube, I was just going to say, um, that you can, it shows you how you can make your own activated charcoal, just if anyone's interested in that. Mm -hmm. It's something I'm very interested in. I think maybe there's going to be a lot of money in biochar um, for gardening. 
And that's that's what I do. So yeah, well, I hate to think yeah. of how the Amazon's going to suffer from this discovery, really, because I mean, Jesus, well, it's really under attack. It's been under attack for so long. I'm surprised there's any of it left, to be honest. Hey, bag it up, sell it at Walmart. Yeah, Why exactly. don't we just make an Amazon everywhere? How about that? That'd be good. That'd be great. Yeah, well, yeah that's, that's what I think they're working on that. But they're big factories and they have robots in there that work. <laughs> It's a different well, type of Amazon now. Oh, <laughs> so but there's two the different types. Amazon. There's two different types of like greening, right? There's the we're gonna burn your home and kick you off the land and put you in a 15 minute city and turn it all into, I don't know, indigenous lands. I guess, right? We're gonna we're gonna fence whatever it off. That and, is, yeah, what is whatever that? the fuck. That, yeah, you know, we're gonna. We're going to kick all the regular folks out of the national parks, even though we're barely let in to begin with. And uh, we're going to give it away to this certain group of folks. And then there's the other type of like re-greening the world. And that's decentralized redistribution of lands and application of permaculture principles. Growing fucking food on the soil. It, it's not that fucking complicated, you know? I'm just I'm I'm such an advocate, uh, but it's so much cheaper to go to Aldi. <laughs> People that can afford it. Yeah. Can we um maybe Rob can chime in on this one? I'd really like to talk about the fact that the carbon atom is actually six neutrons, six protons, and six electrons. Six six six. Can we, yes. Uh, address that. That is true. Thank you. Depends on well, I think it depends on the type. But I think that's C60. I think that's the big issue with that, why they use it for medicinal purposes. The perfect yeah, buckyball. Right. It's interesting because, like, in the Bible, we probably know, Revelation 13, 18, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 600, three score, and six. Well, and without carbon, we don't exist. Exactly. So... Did we just unravel the mystery? <laughs> Maybe. So would that be would that be some kind of illustration of just the fact that this earth is of of you know the unho un unholy? I hate to say that because I love this planet. You know? Yeah, it, a thought occurred to me. You know, maybe it's to imply that it's a human being that is not augmented in a way. It is someone who isn't. Um, who hasn't taken in any of the technology that, that they're presenting to us right now. You know, there are all these implants and chip, the, the chips that are coming, you know, they're going to want to put them in our hands so that we can, you know, link our digital IDs and stuff like that. Maybe it's someone who is fully organic, doesn't have any of that stuff in them. Well, I don't know they, if that's true, but it's a thought. It's supposed to be like the days of Noah, right? And uh, in the days of Noah, he was the only one that had a pure bloodline. It was Noah and the seven other people. So uh, you might be onto something there. That's yeah, right. they trying are they trying to somehow eradicate all the carbon atoms out of the human body somehow and just create replace them with whatever silicon? Well, they have a war against carbon, right? Paranoid. Yep. So that's right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Trying to eradicate carbon because it's pollution. Like they just see us as pollution, really. Yes. Because it, it it makes me think of um, that passage of scripture. I was I think about it often, where uh, Jesus says the meek will inherit the earth, and 
you know, when you think about the word meek, um, it is someone who is um, it's like a, you think demure or someone who's like, you know, humble. Not, yes, humble and not like, you know, top of the game. It's someone who's just just a regular everyday person. And then you think someone about who all may the... actually be a little bit. Uh, how can you say it? Um, not not, not unintelligent. Not unintelligent, but naive. You know, maybe yeah, innocent. Maybe um, uh, it, it but... also it also translates as innocence uh, in right. some of the texts. So, but if you well, think if you... about the technology that they're they're pushing, you know, they're trying to get people to have these brain computer interface chips into their brains, and you know, they're using any and every excuse to get people to put them in, you know, like for treatment of mental health diseases or um, people who have um, neurological disorders like or paraplegia, you know, to stimulate the brain to, you know, send the signals back down to the legs to make them work again. You know, they're using it for uh, medical purposes to start with. That's how it always starts. And so it's my thought, you know, because this, this, they're looking at maybe even using it to in advance intelligence as well, you know, like a computer augmented intelligence, which if you have that, then, you know, that you can process things a lot faster, just really trying to marry that whole human and machine kind of concept. And I think that when it all comes to an end, Everybody who's got all that stuff implanted into their bodies, they're not going to survive. They're, there's going to be something that happens. And, and the people that don't have that stuff in their bodies are the only ones that are going to live. Yeah, they're going well, to short circuit. Even if you look, at, you look at common media when you're just talking about um, the meek inheriting the earth, The Stand by Stephen King, one of the best-selling books around the end of the world, right? And especially with it ties into... Um, the biblical Armageddon, everything that goes along with that. After this virus goes through and wipes out the majority of the world, there's two groups of people left. People who are living humbly under God's law and rule in a small little town, and there's people living in LA, in Las Vegas, in this giant city. At the end of the, this story, when the, a nuke goes off, the only people that are left are the meek, the people who are living humbly in their own little small town and society. Mm. It's uh, not the, the advanced people with all the bells and whistles of Vegas. Oh, for talking Bible verses, my sister sent me this today, and I really, really liked it. This is Isaiah 58, uh, verse 11. The Lord will always guide you. He will satisfy you in a sun-scorched land and strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Now, that's the NIV version. But once again, man, I think it's like, in a war against the great machine, what choice, what what weapon do you choose? I choose the garden, brother. The garden, you know? Yeah, yeah. I choose he, my he. weapon of choice is non-compliance. Well, and that, and that. Yeah, being organic, remaining organic. Yeah. Let's let's rebel by just costs. remaining what we are. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not, you're not taking up arms against, to fight them. And, you know, I had a, I had a dream that um, kind of made some things make sense for me in the fact when the Bible talks about putting on the whole armor of God so that you can defend yourself against the wiles of the devil. It's it. The thought occurred to me 
God isn't asking us to fight battles. He's asking us to just be a witness to the battles that are being fought in our in our place. That we're not fight we're not doing the fighting. The angels and the demons are doing the fighting. And we're to put on the protection of God so that the that the devil can't put in his sneak attacks and uh, catch us off guard. And we're not actually doing any of the fighting. I mean, this all kind of makes me think about um, Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum and the USDA and the FDA and this this constant um, striving to centralize and control the food system, the land itself. Um, this is a clip of a uh, what do you what do you call him from the Netherlands, a Dutch person. Uh, and we, I think we hit on this like Dutch farmers thing a little bit, um, maybe a few months ago, but I just thought this was a good little clip and uh, worth sharing. So here we go. This is my hometown, folks. This is what we stand for. We stand united with farmers. They want to disown the farmers from their property. You know what it is when you don't have a property anymore? You got children. What do you do with your children? You want to become a farmer. So please stand up. And also the farmers, they, they, they we get our food. Our, our, everything comes from the farmers. So when no farmer, no food. Please, 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 I beg you, wake up, wake up. Don't let this go go, go down as many people go dead or something else. Or just please, please wake up. Let the world show what's going on right here. It's, it's no good, the agenda from Klaus Schwab, the 2030 agenda, this is rolled out. It's nothing to do with this own your own folks. It's terrible. Please wake up. Mm, strong words, man. Strong words. Like people in my life, like who were halfway normies, are starting to wake up to this shit. Talking about Agenda 2030 and shit. I mean, it's encouraging, but like, again, what do we do uh, against the powerful elite? Plant a garden, man. I, I, again, I have no other real solutions for yep, us. Grow food. And it's a shame I that people we weren't waking up 40 years ago. Yeah, we definitely need to be talking solutions um, as we're talking to these people who are starting to put two and two together and realize that, you know, this isn't, this isn't going to end with... Um, with our convenience in mind, we're going to have to work for it. If we want, if we want to survive any of this, we have to put in the work. And, you know, when a lot of people get angry about it because they don't know what to do. And so those of us who've been paying attention and see what's happening, we can offer solutions and, um, and just letting people know that they're not alone. Any more thoughts? I, I do have another clip here. It's kind of in the same vein. You know, I almost I have like two or three short clips, and I think they all kind of, it's a stream of consciousness here, but um I think there's a lot of folks who are maybe halfway waking up, but they're just so they're like in the hole and they if they don't see how to get out of the hole. And this I believe is a Canadian woman. Um it was shared by Jordan Peterson and you know, his little comment was like, well, good thing she can kill herself if she wants to. I can't 
can't afford anything. I can't do anything. I have no way to get ahead anymore. So what's the point in any of it? I'm not okay. So many of us are not okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, now, I, I paraphrase Jordan Peterson. It's not as if he was advocating for her to go kill herself. He was making a comment on, like, the maid, you know, uh, medically as, uh, medical assistance in dying. And, um, I mean, if there's a symptom of a dystopian world, it's state-funded suicide. Canada's one step away from state-sanctioned um, death panels again. We're not far off it. There, there was already doctors in Canada who had severely ill patients and uh, I can't recall the exact um, phrasing around it, but there was a young guy who had autism, who had other health of, uh, complications, didn't have a girlfriend and wasn't with his family. So the doctor suggested the best way to treat this person was through suicide. It wasn't actually treat the illness. It was because he had no real connections to the world and life in general. It's better for society if he just died. So we're on the cusp of that right now. And what happens when the government actually has full authority and a panel can dictate whether you live or die? We're, we're very, very close to that complete dystopian future. Yeah, I don't think we realise how much um, power, they, how fragile a structure is. Like I'm just going back actually in a few um, notes back, I've got this connection with this lady in um, Holland, or the Netherlands, I should say. Um, I've been asking how she's going over there and, you know, just trying to check whether what we're seeing is actually real and she's verifying, yes, it is with the farmers, etc. But she also said something which <laughs> concerns me greatly. She says, our country is also for a big part below sea level and there's a few things that they can do to flood land because where I live, there's an oval, oval building that has one computer that can regulate all dams, valves and water levels in certain areas and she lives in Rotterdam, uh, they can mess with the big robotic valve that they have there in the harbour um, that keeps the water in check. So it's just the turn of a dial and that whole country can be under underwater. You know, that's that's freaky. One Remember the uh, sustainable development goals that we did a couple of weeks ago, um, that life underwater was one of them and setting up little sea labs and possibly uh, I mean, I think that the what they call the extraterrestrial life is the uh, is life. So I um I think that what Stella just said is a great kind of metaphor, right? Um, with a few turns of the knobs and dials, they can flood the whole thing. I mean, I'm going to make the connection with our money, right, and how they control us with our money. And they can flood it and they can they can do whatever the fuck they want by turning up or turning down the dials. Uh, this is kind of a callback to the the rich man, uh, Richmond, north of Richmond song. Uh, this is Guy Swan talking about why your dollar, quote unquote, ain't shit. Right. <laughs> So what does what does 2% inflation really mean? The first, the first thing to understand is that growth is natural. 
Growth naturally occurs and has nothing directly to do with money. Money isn't a consumption good. You don't eat it. It's not part of a production process. You don't have to shove a bunch of money into the machine to make shirts or sandwiches. So let's say the economy grows by 5%. Everyone together collectively made the economy 5% more productive. If the supply of money was static, that would mean that the relative price of all goods would fall by 5%. So everyone who contributed, who saved and did not consume those resources we needed to make more productivity gains, and who were working on a wage, got incrementally more wealthy. If you get paid $10,000 and you buy all of the things that you buy, you buy a set amount of things and it's exactly $10,000. Well, if you have price deflation of 5%, if the economy grows by 5%, what happens is that at the end of the year, you can buy all of those exact same things that let you live the way you've always lived, and you'll have $500 left over because all of those things got cheaper. You got wealthier because you contributed and everyone contributed together, and the money reflected that added growth. The prices falling are the result of growth that has already happened. But the central bank and the government targets 2% inflation. What that means is that they want to counterfeit just enough new money into the system so that they would steal all of the 5% benefit. Everything that we did to make the world better was stolen plus 2% more. After a year of working your ass off, you got poorer. Now, to buy all of the exact same things, you need $10,200. You had to not buy something you had been buying previously. And who gets the printed money? Do, do you use the printer? Do they, do they let you in to print your own money? The money is literally created in financial institutions. It's created by funneling it through the financial and banking system. It's a huge laundering scam, essentially, for counterfeit currency. Unfortunately, it's worse than just 2% because the real inflation rate, if you look at something like Shadow Stats or the Chapwood Index, uh, especially in major cities, is closer to 8 to 12%. So you're essentially getting an income tax twice, and you just don't know it. And all of the second income tax is going straight to the counterfeit class. It's why you work your ass off, and life continues to just seems to keep getting more difficult. And they don't target 2% for any magical reason. It's not some scientific analysis. It's just not enough for you to shoot them. Imagine there's just a neighborhood with 10 people and they produce all the water, they produce all the food, they do all the farming, they build the houses, and then there's just one guy who just prints money and buys all of this stuff from all of those other people. He doesn't contribute or do anything. He just, print, he just prints the money and gets all of the things that we make. That's exactly what the counterfeit class does. They print. You work. You're just the exit liquidity for their token scam. All right. I, I cut it off a second early there. I don't know what he says, but whatever. Uh, you get the picture. You know, that video, like I kind of halfway don't like how simplistic he's talking, but I get it. Like he's trying to explain stuff that people barely understand, myself included. Um, right. They make it so complicated so that you just go along unquestioningly and say, oh, it's above my pay grade. But you have to remember these uh, 
these are just people that are pulling the strings and fucking manipulating the dials. They're no, they're not geniuses. You know, they're just, they, they maybe get the game in a way that the average folk doesn't have the time to. And again, you know, I mean, maybe this brings us to a whole nother topic of like, who runs the banks, you know? And I, I just hate to even say it, but what what do we have about when 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 are we gonna cover Oprah? Is this connected? I don't know what the deal with Oprah is, but I know she's she's got some she's got some weird stuff. Well, she's been in the news again lately. So really, yeah. Her buddy John of God, I guess. Uh, got busted because he was actually targeting pregnant women and then holding them hostage and then keeping the children. And uh, she waited a very long time to denounce him. So She's also involved in the Maui land grab situation. So she owns a ton of property in Maui. And the weird thing is when you look at what she paid for it, it's almost nothing. That's the really weird thing. Then today when I was listening to some other stuff about her, apparently she was also in what um, Montecito, California, and there were wildfires there as well um so but her property was untouched in both cases of hawaii and california and there was also a, a bit of a controversy i i'm not sure if this is hawaii or california but she had like a huge private road and people were begging her to use it and she at first was not allowing them to use it so there's a lot of weird stuff with her um but you know when you understand who her friends are you would know that she's a eugenicist. So it, it does not seem like a great leap to me to think that she's in on the 15 minute smart cities, the green agenda, you know, all the things. Yeah. I remember when uh, Mark Zuckerberg bought up some property in, I believe it was Maui. Uh, he erected tents, uh, sorry, tents, fences and things, um, basically cutting off like age old pathways that, you know, were people used for, ages and ages like back back long time um he just came along and just cut them off didn't really care about the thoroughfares that you know had been used for centuries or what have you um so yeah same sort of deal and there was a whole list of um those people that owned those mansions that were missed miraculously by the fires it was it was surgical precision <laughs> those fires well, Stella, you shared this video, and I'm tempted to play a few minutes of it, um, but you put this in the chat, and I'm not even going to say the title of the video. Um, part of me is kind of astonished that it's even on YouTube, but yeah. I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's demonetized, uh, which actually brings us to a whole other subject maybe we'll hit on, but um, so, as far as the uh, discrepancy in pay for content creators both on YouTube and Twitter. And there's been a lot of stuff kind of being discussed about this. Uh, but I thought I'd play a little bit of this. It's kind of like the weird connection between like black pop culture icons and um, let's just say, you know, a certain group. And adrenochrome addicted celebrities and powerful elites, but their actual complicitness in the very same crimes. 
Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, both of which were a part of the pedophile network of human trafficking and blackmailing, were connected to Mossad, who is famous for their efforts in compromising people into complicity with the Jewish agenda. One good thing that came out of the Pizzagate investigation was the knowledge that satanic rituals are being practiced in a widespread manner, not only by Masonic elites, but by celebrities, politicians, and other cultural influences also. It suffice to say that the abominations of ancient times, which seem to mostly be done in secret today, are more widespread than we even thought. Consider how they rub it in our faces with celebrities like Little Nas X, Lady Gaga, and Jay-Z, all of which are known members of the Ordo Templi Orientis. In 1989, during a segment of the popular Oprah Winfrey program, a young Jewish woman, going by the pseudonym Rachel, testified that her family engaged in generations of ritualistic murder and cannibalism. During the show, Rachel said the following. You come from generations of ritualistic uh, abuse? Um, yes, my family has an extensive family tree, and they keep track of who's been involved and who hasn't been involved. And it's gone back to, like, 1700. And so you were... Right. I was born into a family that believes in this. During the program, Oprah asked, quote, This is the first time I've heard of Jewish people sacrificing babies. But anyway, so you witnessed the sacrifice? To which Rachel responded, Right. When I was young, I was forced to participate in that in which I had to sacrifice an infant, unquote. Rachel also emphasised that it was not just her family that engaged in this demonic act, but many Jewish families across the country. As you can imagine, the Jews immediately took offence to the broadcast and demanded that it was terminated. Oprah, her producer, and their lawyers went into talks with the ADL of B'nai B'rith to try to come to an arrangement. Oprah issued a public apology shortly after. Speaking on behalf of the groups, Barry Morrison, the Midwest Regional Director of the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith, said, quote, We were satisfied that Oprah and her staff did not intend to infant anyone and that Oprah was genuinely sorry for any offence or misunderstanding, unquote. The ADL of B'nai B'rith and other Jewish influencers stepped forward and tried to discredit Rachel by calling her mentally handicapped. They also suggested that Oprah was promoting anti-Semitism. However, a year later, in 1990, Rachel once again stood forward and admitted everything she was saying in the past as truth and that it really was happening, as noted in the March issue 1990 of Cult Watch Response. In her interview, Rachel testified that she was a survivor of a multi-generational family who practiced human sacrifice and cannibalism. Aside from the physical aspects of ritual murder, where blood is being drank, there also seems to be a highly spiritual aspect behind it as well. Quite often in history, we see innocent people being slayed in order to appease some false god which requires it. Purim comes to mind. When we look into the reality of the war on terrorism and the oppression of the Palestinians at the hands of the Zionist occupying force of Israel, a Rothschild Jewish state, there is a constant brutal display of human sacrifice, and perhaps it's only loosely associated with the traditional idea of ritual murder as we know it, 
But if you were to count all of the civilian casualties in Palestine, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Lebanon, Egypt, Yemen, and other places of the Middle East, we end up with a figure of several million people. The Zionist think tank organizations situated all over the world are very quick to justify these killings in the name of their Jewish homeland and their claim to nativity over the land of occupied Palestine. The emblem of their flag is what the Bible calls the star of their god Rimfan, which of course is associated with Babylon, occultism and Moloch. Many Jews will try to claim that this is actually the star of David, but a reading of the Torah will show you that that phrase, the star of David, is never mentioned once. Every single year, Palestinian children are reportedly missing, usually after being taken into custody by the IDF. Many of these kids are taken into prison and never seen again. The United Nations has documented at least 78 of these missing children in their records since Israel's occupation in 1948. However, these are just the Palestinian children that are known to have gone missing. Nobody knows the actual number. Many journalists have made some connections to an illegal organ harvesting trade of which Jews have been at the forefront for almost a hundred years. All right. It's so spicy. Like that's all I can take, you know? Um, I, <laughs> I don't even, I, I, I'm, I don't know what to say y'all. I'm gonna leave it open except to say that we have a new, a new contributor to the forum here. Uh, T Green, tell tell me who you are, man. I'm sorry, I don't know you. Oh, you know me very well. Oh, Brandon. Oh, <laughs> should not should I have not said that out loud? No, you're Shit, fine. You're man. fine, dude. Oh, you're just like just a little teeny. People, you're a little teeny. Most guy people just know here. me by the green name. So, <laughs> oh yeah, hilarious. Yeah, dude. Good to see you, man. Nice to see you as well. Thanks for we're having getting, me on. We're getting into the spicy shit. Hey, there he is. You look like you just fucking woke up, dude. It's just been a long weekend. I'm getting ready for <laughs> school, so. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. Well, welcome to the forum. What do you uh, think? Can I, can Any I comments? With, with Yahwism. This is an issue that I think a lot of people don't actually put a critical eye on, that the Old Testament in its current form is a heavily, heavily sanitized version of what Yahwism was, where Yahweh was the center god in an entire pantheon of Jewish gods, of which Baal was one of the actual um, lower tier gods in that group. So I've always been a person that's always, you know that the Old Testament and New Testament are written at different times, but they read very differently as different gods. Um, not dismissing that Yahweh isn't our god that's represented in the Old Testament, but there's definitely a lot of that, what we would consider to today as satanic um, blood rituals, baby murder, those child sacrifices, all throughout Yahwism. And the only time it stopped was when the Jews at the time had a reformation around their God and went to a monotheistic version instead of a pantheon. They chose to go with the all-powerful one God um, and dismissed the other ones, which later became the, uh, the other gods of Canaan, which had to be wiped out and destroyed by the Israelites. So... It's a really thought-provoking point to come from as a, as a Christian to look at that type of history that we know is in, it's in Scripture, it's in other texts, to really analyze it and pull it apart because that Yahwism on its face is the most satanic thing you'll ever come across. 
Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Hit just it. looking at a verse in uh, Ezekiel about drinking blood of people, and you know that it's uh, Ezekiel thirty-nine, um, and it's you know there's there's things that you'll find all all throughout, and so you have to know that the Old Testament has uh, has issues, and uh, and you're supposed to look at it that way. You know, I, I see it as, as uh, context for a lot of the, a lot of the New Testament, you know, it's context because, you know, drinking blood, obviously expressly forbidden in Christianity, it's uh, over and over again, not even the blood of animals. Well, isn't it, I think it's, it's forbidden in Jewish, uh, well, in the Torah, I guess, um, you know, for something to be kosher, it has to be drained of all its blood. And um, I, isn't there something about like there's there's Talmudic Jews and there's um what what's the other like, so there's the and Sadducees. Well, so the the Talmud is like a a secondary scripture that changes a lot of the rules, right? I guess I shouldn't speak on it. I don't know. It um, allows the greater Judaism to basically follow the words and interpretations of a man. Whereas the Sadducees and maybe the Karaites reject that. Comparable comparable to the um Book of Mormon, perhaps, or you know, it's like it's it's it, it's another book written by a man uh that claims to be divine, but the jury's out. Yeah. No, this in in the problem with the Talmud and why they argue so much is that there are various leaders within Judaism, uh, well, within the Pharisee Judaism, that have basically made, in some cases, drastically different interpretations of God's Word. So it tends to lend itself to a lot of arguments, but it also tends to lend itself to a, a near like almost like you're worshiping a human rather than god in a way gives it basically gives the rabbis a lot of power within the community that they may or may not be deserving of we also have to remember Let's not put them all in one basket because there's some Christian Jews as well. There's the secular mm -hmm. Jews, you know, there's a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's sort of confusing to, I mean, I'm still trying to wade my, my way through fully understanding it all. Um, and that's the problem then, with trying to categorize people. Um, I yeah. don't know. You can claim a category. As we talked about with like the claim of, uh, you know, I don't know, a right to... Uh, reparations or to land because you're quote-unquote indigenous um people can categorize themselves to some degree i mean what's what's uh elizabeth warren right she's she's indigenous supposedly <laughs> you know? yeah so yeah no i'm with you stella like we don't want to we're not condemning a group we're just saying we're, we're trying to understand where all this shit comes from um I don't know. I'll I'll leave it open. Anybody got words? I I hate to even hit this topic as usual, but it keeps coming back. <laughs> it does that, doesn't it? 
it's that Venn diagram, like I told you before, that, you know, it's like the people that are up to something and then those people, there's probably the most over them. And, uh, and it's come up all through history. And that, you know, and it, their version of the story is always one day for no reason at all. And, you know, it, it, there's definitely something going on. All this occultic stuff. You know, look at look at how ritualistic all the Epstein and stuff that was going on. And speaking of scenes, um, we were just talking about Oprah. Uh, no one mentioned that her friendship with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, you know, a very yeah. close, close friendship. That's what I was going to. Well, I was considering trying to tie it back to Oprah. Because speaking of that, there there are a lot of weird things with her. So not, and this is aside from the land grab stuff, but um, she she kind of had been presented as America's sweetheart, you know, for a long time. She's got the magazine and the book club and you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. Yes, girl. Like that is very much what her reputation was. And then she's this philanthropist and she just loves people. So she has, she started a school in South Africa that uh, my understanding is that they really didn't even want that school and that it was exorbitant, like millions and millions of dollars that she spent um, on this school for, I feel like it was like 150 kids that she quote hand selected. And then there were girls that accused someone that worked at the school of, I guess, abusing them in a sexual way. And then that person ended up being cleared of all charges. Then there were, uh, there was another scandal there where a 15 year old was apparently, um, abusing other classmates and then there was a baby found in a book bag at that school. A child gave birth at this school and had it in a book bag. Um, and so that's a lot of weird stuff with that alone. And then um, Rob mentioned her relationship with John of God and then her Harvey Weinstein relationship. It is super, super weird. And then pairing that with the video that um, Stella sent, about this ritualistic sacrifice on her show. And she was just like, and anyway, like it, it wasn't even a big deal. It's very bizarre. Did don't anybody catch her, that? Her she just passage. railroaded right over it. Just don't, right over it. Don't, don't forget that she was also on uh, Epstein's client list on Lolita Express multiple times. Yeah. Oh, and now that you say that, Fido, she has this weird video. Um, I don't know if anyone shared that with you, Mike, where she was saying she was because she was saying that she was a um, an abuse victim herself by, yep. I think it was either a cousin or a sibling. And then she's talking on a show about how if the abuser is any good, you won't even know what happened to you. And she gets a lot of heat for that. I will say that one thought that I had was, but but that's actually true, right? If you are someone who is groomed, then that that's actually true. I, I if, that was I something she that, that I think she meant to say if they know what they're doing, you won't even you won't know what they're doing. And why and would she, she be the one to know? That's yeah, yeah. why it's creepy, right? Yeah, but she, well, she was saying that she was raped by either an older cousin or a brother and her uncle too. So she was presenting herself as an abuse victim. Now, of course seeing where she has gone in her career from, you know, these humble beginnings 
I now question all that. I question these people that are um, super famous from from that background. Even these days, even Dolly Parton, you know. Um, well, let me ask. Who, let me ask this: knows? What What do you think the chances are that Ghislaine Maxwell was a victim at one point? I mean, this oh, is I a, would say quite high. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a common trope where um, victims become perpetrators mm -hmm. in terms it's a of part sex. Of yeah. It's a part of the culture. They victimize their own children. It's not just yeah. random kids that they buy or purchase or get hold of. They do it to their own kind, and that's like the highest power for them to do it to their own flesh. It's utterly disgusting, but yeah, you're right. They are victims in a sense, but it's done by their own families. It's disgusting. It's well, I mean, so also the victimization is a good way. I'm sorry. I was just saying it just goes back to desensitiz desensitization. It it opens that door for them to perpetuate that type of behavior, and they're they're used to it. So there's that. What were you gonna say there, Brandon? It's I was gonna say it, it also is a really good way to create control in a person. It, the shame, the whatever that goes into being abused, it can make you very susceptible to being used for other things. Oh, I don't want this getting out there. You start to do whatever they tell you. And it just, I mean, how else are you going to control these people? <laughs> who here thinks Hunter Biden was abused by Joe? A hundred percent. When there didn't, uh, was it Haley Biden oh, yeah. come out and Ashley say Ashley Biden. Or Ashley, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it yeah. was her diary. And to what we were talking about before, I, I, would also say that I think it's pretty well known that MK Ultra did use uh, sexual abuse on its victims because going through these really traumatic events can make you more susceptible to compliance um, and suggestion and things like that. So um, for sure. And also these um, people with these kind of backstories, which actually was saying that it's sort of, you've got to question them sometimes because it's, it's immediately, again, it's, um, it's uh, what am I trying to say? It's making people feel sorry for them. It's it's um, triggering the emotions, isn't it? So sort of they're not going to get questioned quite as much, and yeah. they're sort Cover. of like, yeah, the they're sort of like the the hero. You know, they've made it. Oh, good for them. Yes. They've overcome. Yeah. They're victorious. We're great. And and then you so you don't really question them that much because you think oh they're just an innocent victim. Um, but then yeah, it takes a long time <laughs> to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Like that rags to riches story and you just you want to pull for them right because you want to believe that the regular person if they want to make it that they can you know and that they can come out being this amazing philanthropist look at how much people love dolly parton right she has the mm. reputation of an angel okay mm -hmm. and yeah, but I she's still shilled for the vax yep yeah. oh for sure yeah and it wasn't long ago that she was getting pictures made and she had a literal butterfly eye patch, the one eyed symbolism of the butterfly. And she is Miley Cyrus's godmother and Billy Ray Cyrus had, it was either his father or grandfather worked for the federal reserve. And he had this mm. meteor. I gotta go guys. I'll see like, you later. Oh, bye Fido. See you Fido. See you Fido. Oh, one Take love. As, as like the, um, you know, this like this good old country boy who's just really pretty and all the girls like him. And, and that's how he pre was presented. But now and, you know, and he has this close connection with Dolly Parton. And I'm like, I, I don't fucking buy it anymore. I don't know. 
it makes you wonder about child stars right in general like who chooses them and and the family lineage of some of them um yeah i almost wonder like i think shia labeouf is one of the few that like is trying to break away well and it's no wonder so many of them end up fucked up going to jail hooked on drugs um but i don't know how y'all feel about shia labeouf but i love his last couple movies and like I think he's he's trying, man. He's trying to break out of the out of the matrix. That's my gut take, you know. Have you seen the one where he's a priest? No, I haven't. I you I heard all sorts of stuff about it. I saw memes. I hear people talking about how it's just all this terrible, potentially anti-Semitic stuff. I cannot find it. It's like impossible to actually find to watch. And really, yeah, it's wow. kind of weird. Yeah, I've seen photographs. Like I, I've seen him all dressed up in the robes and shit. But I, yeah, weird. I just well, remember that. To the point. Sorry, sorry, Joe. You go. It goes to the point of how many of these child stars are actually bred for a purpose, and they have these agreements in place over generations of. All right, my child's going to be a Disney star. This one's going to be a pop star, and they have them there for for a reason, and they're controlling them. You always follow the money and the connections. They're all connected back to someone of prominence. And if there are any genuine artists these days, whether they're actors or musicians or traditional artists, if they do actually break through into the scene, they're very quickly co-opted and, and changed against what their moral compass was at the start of things. So it's just like politicians. They're not elected, they're selected, and it goes for the people that entertain us as well. Yep, 100%. I think they sort of figure out, you know, what each person's talent is. And, I mean, they're not going to try to put somebody who's you know, leans towards something creative into a more business position, are they? So they, they sort of sort them out. But um, I was just thinking about that young man, well, not so young, I guess, anymore, but a Corey guy. He was starting to lift the lid off the Hollywood thing. Corey, I can't remember his Feldman. last name. Corey Feldman. Right, yeah. right. What happened to him? Because he kind of came and went. He sort of disappeared, no. didn't he? No, no. He He's, he's uh, still out there talking about the – slavery in hollywood and kids being molested and oh he still is okay. yeah you just know he was touched up by um tom hanks on the burbs set for sure yes yes because his, his other friend the other cory cory haim and cory haim was himself. raped by um, charlie sheen charlie sheen yeah when he yeah. was 11 mm. yeah and uh also just chucking in that i don't know if any of you remember dion warwick she was a singer. She was some relative of Dolly Parton too, I believe. Oh, she was Whitney Houston's Whitney, uh, Whitney Houston's cousin oh, yeah. or aunt or something like that. Yeah, I think it was aunt. Okay. Well, I, yeah, that's I, right. It was too. Yeah. I was gonna bring up um, Honey Boy. This this movie Shia LaBeouf wrote, directed, and starred in. I believe he at least wrote it and starred in it. I think he directed it, but it's all about. Um, it's like an autobiographical thing of him as a child star and the abuse that he underwent, not only from studios and directors and this and that, but like from his own father, it, it, he plays his own father. It's a gut wrenching movie. And what is more ritualistic, you know, child abuse than this, this, uh, this system of taking advantage of kids and turning them into, sensations but like via like controlling their every move and you know even as babies 
right? Actor babies, it, like if you need the baby to cry, what do you do? You pinch it on the arm until it starts crying. Well, there's you know, reference I saw, to, to that sort of thing in uh, David Bowie's song, Cracked Actor, basically mm. saying that anyone who's an actor is basically pre-broke. You don't get into Hollywood by having a solid family, a good upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. I saw something recently about this trend on TikTok where it's like parents playing pranks on their children for the sake of like a TikTok TikTok video. But a lot of these pranks are kind of cruel and like make the children afraid or like feel unsafe in some way or feel betrayed like and it's just kind of gross like you know anybody that laughs at like a child who's who's terrified even if only momentarily right it's it's kind of a sick way to get views and likes and i don't know like i think about halloween as a uh, as a ritual as a holiday in our culture and how you know it, it's like a day where kids traditionally would scare each other or engage in things that scare them like voluntarily but is that really a good thing to like terrify our children when what they need on a psychological level is to feel protected and loved so, so i don't think that's a good thing overall but you got to think about the fact that maybe if these people are doing it to their children for just for likes on the internet they'll be their children will be less susceptible to other things other forms of abuse later on <laughs> by people who actually are going to hurt them or use them i, so I don't know learn, that's a good thing but it's so you know it's still there <laughs> learn not to trust people by not trusting your parents at, at a very young young age exactly yeah. you got to start somewhere <laughs> It's always ritual abuse. That's always where it seems to end up. I'm protected, man. I've got protection. Well, and it, it just seems like anybody that speaks out against the abuse gets um, canceled, you know? But that's oh, why yeah. Corey Feldman's such a strange one because he hasn't stopped talking about it. He's been on Good Morning America, been on that many shows, and people just dismiss him as crazy. Like, if in a world of the Me Too movement, he's actually talking about people who abused him, he's not getting any traction. And that in itself is pretty damning of how much the system is built around protecting these people. I think the people yeah. that, that abused him were so powerful that, I mean, they're untouchable. So I don't think he's any threat, unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, right? He would have ended up... Like his friend, like yeah, would have ended up, yeah, like his friend if they wanted him. Now yeah, here's the thing about right. right the way the way he does things is he's like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this the the real scoop on all this stuff just give me some more money and yeah. so he's he's been kind of uh, exploiting that aspect of himself and I mean in a way you know like if if he's trying to make some money then you know. In a way, this this story does need to get out there, and it's compelling, and and everything. But it's not like he, it, it's dirty. You know what I mean? It, if you're just trying to make a buck off of your tragic story, um, there's there's some dirtiness to it. 
you should just be exposing the, the bad guy, obviously. Yeah, he's a little more curated than you would expect, right? So, he's programmed as far as I can tell. Part of the plan. Well, um, that's that's all I had. I'm I'm gonna open the floor if anybody wants to uh, throw another subject out there, or if you have any thoughts on anything we've covered tonight. As usual, there seems to be a kind of thread um, throughout, but. Yeah. Anybody have anything for us? I vote you put that link up that Ashley posted in the chat just a second ago because it's worth a look, um, sort of. Um, it's pretty gross, but, you know, All right. a few graphic, people up. Graphic maybe. warning here? Is that? Uh, no, just in a gross way. <laughs> it's All right, so like, it's just symbolic, disappointing to be a human when you see this shit. Symbolic she looks picks. like Madonna. For the month of five twenty three, yeah. so Looks this is a almost few... as bad. Okay, and Joker so we got mixed together. Dolly, yeah. Dolly Parton here. <laughs> yeah, so this is the vigilant citizen, and what they do is try to kind of expose some of this stuff that we talk about here. And they will do symbolic picks of the month, where they find in music and Hollywood all, not even all samplings of the satanic they call this the the gender bending agenda um and they will put these examples into this scroll format so you can see and it oftentimes will show the celebrities like a handful every time with the one-eyed symbolism and then the sadly though in this case it's dolly <laughs> and a butterfly eye patch for that symbolism which is even more uh disturbing well, okay, so here's another one with her, and it's a star. Is Pentagram. it? I mean, but are we are we convinced that these are real? Why would uh, she have two different types of eye eye patch? Uh, usually, it would be for like a magazine shoot, and yeah, so they may have station. like four or five images from that that they'll be uh, taken out. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's a explain bit. the one eye thing. Because yeah, a lot I don't, of people I don't know, know anything. whenever people cover their eye or wear an eye patch or show one eye, it's, it's a symbolic gesture. You'll find it all throughout. Um, in fact, whenever you were playing that video earlier, they showed a picture of Lil Nas X with one eye covered. There's there's one. Uh, so this is kind of a symbol to show that they're in the club. And Illuminati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Illuminati. I was a bit um, disappointed to see, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, Kylie there, but you know, she's always been a, she's been a long-term advocate for the, um, the gay community here in Australia. She's always been at the uh, Mardi Gras, etc. So I guess it's a natural progression, really. I guarantee there isn't a single celebrity, whether it's an actor, actress, musician, whatever, every single one of them would have some kind of photo somewhere where they're covering an eye. I think yeah, they do it to yeah. people even in photo shoots. They suggest, oh, just cover your eye because it's really artsy. And maybe yes. they don't even, some some uh, blissfully ignorant and don't even know what they're doing. But for the most yep. part, like Ando said, they're showing off that they're a part of the club. Yeah, well, and I will say that too, probably in their, someone... probably in their, oh, God. Sorry. I was just going to say, probably in their contract, um, they're told to whatever you're directed to do in any photo shoot, you just do it. Don't ask questions. Go, Rob. Yeah, so um, it recently came out as to why 
the eye patch is significant. What the eye patch does is it allows you to maintain your night vision by having one of your eyes blocked. You can mm -hmm. see in the I've dark. This. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Supposedly that's why pirates did it. So you could go below deck. If you were in a fight and there was fighting above deck and below deck, you could move the eye patch from one eye to the other when you changed environments. Yes. And isn't night vision a really good trait of a uh, a predator species that preys upon others? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And seeing in the dark. You know, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Hence the Illuminati, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It all makes they sense. They see what you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't need and the light back, to see. Ties yes. back to the whole breakdown, the entomology of occult of the oculus the eye it's all uh -huh. around that same kind of symbology yeah the big c mm. yes s double -E. exactly wild well i you know i lied i do have one more clip and uh just tell me what you think i'm just gonna say this i heard uh this morning on another podcast that this variant obviously is already sweeping the uk they're considering having all their citizens in the uk mask up again guys i am begging you if you stood down in 2020 please stand up in 2023 when this hits our shores because if you think you lost freedom last time it ain't going to be nothing compared to what they're going to do this time and if we overwhelm these idiots and let them know that we will not do this and those of us that stood last time don't have to stand alone then we can beat this we can actually beat them at their game this time. So please don't be a coward this time. Don't mask your kids up. Don't go and not go to the grocery store without your mask on. Don't send your kids to school with masks on. Don't stop hugging each other. Don't stop going to church. And if your pastor shuts his doors, find a new church. If your pastor finds a way to agree with the narrative, find a new church this time. Guys, we are living in the end. And they are trying so hard to tear down our country from within and they're doing it and they're going to continue doing it. And the only way for us to push it back is to stand up. There are far more of us than there are of them, but they are going to work exceptionally hard. And I guarantee you, if they start pushing this in our country, it will be far worse than it was last time, far worse than it was last time. They want 15 minute cities. They want us to stop communicating with each other. They want to censor us. They want to shut us down. We have to stand. We're already seeing it with what's going on in Hawaii. And if you think that was a natural disaster, you got another thing. Yeah, they're trying to push it um, in Australia too. There's some new strain. Um, I think it's sort of hanging around WA, uh, Western Australia, from what I understand. Um, it's called Eris, E-R-I-S. And backwards, that is Sire. And Eris mm. is also an ancient god as well. Yep. No matter which way you look at it. <laughs> heard of discordian discordianism it's a fake religion built around the worship of eris the goddess of chaos they symbolize things with uh with a fork and um and they say the word nord and the silver apple but yeah i just thought it was weird because i remember that from back in the day of, of early i guess i would say it was the early internet whenever this whole thing spread around uh, it's based off of a Robert Anton Wilson book. 
Interesting that you talk about the silver apple because there was a transhumanist techno group in 1967, I think it was, that was called the Silver Apples. Well, the reason Eris is known or, or symbolized by that silver apple is because she had, there was this bet on uh, who the uh, prettiest goddess was or something like that. And that was the apple that uh, I believe the woman was uh, named Paris, right? She won the apple and all the goddesses got mad because the mortal won the thing and that started the Trojan War. Hence the uh, saying, apple of my eye, correct? Interesting. Stella and I had a, a bit of a discussion in the, the Telegram about this, that they're talking about there being lockdowns again and and all the mandates and things coming back. But I think for this to actually happen, they can't just fear campaign through the media again. They'd actually have to drop some kind of a bioweapon that has a noticeable kill rate of, say, like 30 40%. Because I think if they just rolled out the same thing as last time, the majority of normies, I think I might just be a bit hopeful, but I think the majority of normies have woken up to the bullshit of just the system of lockdowns and repression that happened. I don't think they'd be willing to go for it unless there was something noticeable happening on the screens. Like they need people dropping in the streets this time, I feel. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Because most people are just going to be like, we, we've already done that. We're not doing that again. And, uh, and, they can't just do it the same way they did it last time. They can't have the hospitals actually do the dirty work because the the scheme is broken. So it, it does seem like they, they'll have to start releasing um, more things. Like who knows if they're going to release them on, you know, in, in places where people congregate. Because, you know, like the big thing right now is all these Taylor Swift concerts, you know, uh, which are also an occultic ritual we can talk about some other time. I was going to say, do you think that they're going to release them or do you think they already have? Because, I mean, a lot of the world has already taken some stuff that we don't know all of the answers to. Yeah, I mean, are they going to be, like, if you look at that PDF that I posted earlier and all the um, direct energy weapons, um, it's quite possible they could be triggering something through that by the people who've taken things in the past. Who knows? I mean, it's all very... It's all very detailed the way they go into, um, you know, from really, really early back in the 50s, 60s, they're already figuring out that, you know, certain waves married with other waves will do certain things. And I mean, here we are in, you know, 2020. So it's possible. And <clears throat> didn't uh, Bill Gates say this next time will get their attention? Yeah. Yeah. So... And if, I, if I was some kind of a Bond esque villain, yeah. I would release a virus that deliberately targets the unvaccinated air quotes, mm. scares the shit out of them to the point that they get the ability to literally force needles in arms. And then they go, see, the vaccines were a great thing. These people who didn't vaccinate the first time, now they're really sick. And then they'll literally go door to door and get the people they missed in the last round. I hope you're wrong. Stand strong. Hold the line. <laughs> Do not comply. Singing yeah, and, in the and rain, here's, just here's singing the other thing. in the rain. <laughs> there you go. Look at this. Everybody needs this. Look at, see that? I, see that? No, no, can't okay. see it, Rob. You're you're like all green screened out and shit. <laughs> Tannerite. <laughs> Tannerite. <laughs> 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 I've got a special door for you, federal guys. 
Uh-huh. It's one that goes boom. <laughs> Hit it harder. I love it. <laughs> the poor postman yeah. that knocks on the door. <laughs> Is he using a battering ram or some shit or a shotgun? No. He could be having an off day. Well, my postal carrier just steals my mail, so it doesn't even matter. Whatever. Damn. I saw a postal. I, I saw a postal carrier on an electric scooter uh, delivering the mail, and I was like, "What is this world coming to? You can't you can't walk door to door. It's like right downtown, man. I'm like it's like ten feet from one door to the other. I couldn't believe it. At least you get your mail. So Wally Wally approaches, man. I'm saying. So like a morbidly obese guy on one of those rascal scooters, not like an electric scooter. No, well, it, it was one step away. He wasn't he wasn't obese yet, but he's gonna be. <laughs> when they die, you know what you want to do is you take those little wheelchairs from them, and you bring them to me, or you buy the kit from me, so that you can use them as like security devices, chase people yeah. with them. A freaking turret, automated robot turret. Yes, That's my guy. That's my guy. Doombot. Doombots from Rob. Um, Doombot. Yeah. Yes. I was checking into a shipper the other day, and uh, and the guy says, "Oh, did you hear that? Uh, that COVID's coming back?" And I'm like, "It's gonna keep coming back if we let it." Um, and that is that is the thing. Everybody out there in the world that are listening to this, you already know. You already know. Don't let this happen. Don't let them lock anything down. Don't put on the mask. Even if it's like you can't go somewhere or you can't go to this or that without wearing the mask, absolutely refuse the mask. Make a scene if you have to. If enough people do that, then they won't even get to do this effort. Unless they take the the, the uh, backup plan that Drew just talked about, which I really hope they don't because, you know, it's, I, I don't know if they could. They might have put some sort of immunity um, to whatever they released next in their shot. That that sounds really interesting. Uh, but they also could just have everybody that they already laid the infrastructure into. They could just turn on the, the 5B, 6B, 7B and, uh, and make a buzz out. Yeah, I think either way, they're going to drop a lot of people all at once just to collectively scare the shit out of society so that they comply even harder than last time. Like, America relatively got got away scot-free with COVID in comparison to the rest of the West. So America's well and truly due for what they want to achieve. Um, the rest of the Western world pretty much walked along in lockstep, so I think it'd be easier for them in, in like the likes of Canada and New Zealand and Australia. But I think they really want to get around to the people in America they didn't get to the first shot. Well, we have a Second Amendment. A lot of those places don't. So that's that's one of the reasons why they're a lot more careful here. Whenever they there's there's some motherfuckers that you come at them with a needle and they're gonna pull their pistol. I mean, the Supreme Court has already codified and reinforced the Second Amendment in the last few weeks, over and over again, to the point that the ATF is almost nullified at this point. But we're going to see, uh, you know, last time what they tried to do here in New Mexico is they tried to say that, uh, you know, because of COVID, they couldn't sell guns or ammo because apparently COVID is ballistic. Who knew? One of 
stock up uh, stock up on primers and brass even if you guns. don't have re or air gun yeah dude the 45 just, caliber dude, air guns are amazing and now they've I, got tannerite loaded exploding uh, uh pellets that hilarious. are just taking shit out it's great oh i, I love bought technology. i bought I bought me a fucking crossbow, brother. I got to stock up on some tips and whatnot, but uh, just shot it for the first time today, and it's sick. I'm I'm fairly deadly out to about eighty yards. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. I deliberately have hunting rifles that use night air rounds, mm. just in case. That's a start. Get an air gun. That's going to be the next step. I'm telling you, I think they're going to take over, especially for urban combat. Um, oh. Um, just as an aside, uh, I'm working on a new assault air rifle that is uh, all electric. Uh, you can control the rounds per second, the feet per second. It has a built-in range finder uh, so that you don't waste air in a small combat zone. Like say if you're in a house doing house clearings, you don't need 1,200 feet per second to drop people in that situation. So. It automatically throttles back the feet per second, the whole nine yards. It's going to be badass. So, unreal. Can you make me one for squirrels, please? Yes. Well, I mean, that would work. But again, I just want something that a Terminator that patrols the garden and just kills the motherfuckers. No mercy. They have one. They have one already. You could buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, anybody have anything else for us? Trevor what Green. are we at right now? 229. Okay. I know you have something. You, you oh, wanted. yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That was the whole point of me coming on to the show, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have a kind of a side project that I'm looking at work uh, starting up. Um, there's a couple people out there who are doing things that are similar, putting out a you know, monthly or weekly report of just like kind of breaking down news, um, kind of an Intel wrap up for whatever region that they're in. And just anybody who happens to be listening, or if any of you know someone who you think might be interested in, you know, participating, I'd love to have different people from different walks of life in different regions who are just willing to kind of pay attention to the news and the events that aren't getting reported nationally or internationally, and then put those into a small report, no editorializing, just X happened on X day. So that way we can kind of, I think it'd be a good idea to start sharing that across the different groups through different regions, because there's stuff that we're, we're not, not everybody's seeing because it gets lost in the noise of the Biden, the Ukraine, all the nonsense that's going on out there. And everybody, you know, everybody pays attention to that because it's fancy, but the stuff that's happening locally is the stuff you need to worry about. Um, and if you're not aware of it, and if you're not aware that, oh, the small tyranny happening here is also happening in the Northeast or in this tiny part of Australia, then you kind of start to miss some of the other pictures and some of the other um, plans that they might have going on. 
I like it. Almost like a um, decentralized newspaper, right? Yeah. Yeah, or newsletter, if you will, whatever you want to call it, zine. Um, but yeah, man, um, you can't, you can't, there, there is no good national coverage of like the on the ground, like regular kind of people shit. I recommend everybody, at least if you live near a city or anywhere for that matter, download citizen, the citizen app, you get all the, um, police and fire kind of stuff. And sometimes it's good to know, like if it's nearby, it'll, it'll alert you if something's going down, you never know. Yeah, well, um, in Australia, all all the little communities would have sort of their own newspaper, little newspapers with just local, very local ground level sort of stories. And uh, a few years ago, Rupert Murdoch came through and pretty much bought all of those out. So there's very few community papers and the ones that are existing. Not, I don't know if 100% of them got bought out. or the, I think there's been a couple pop up since, but yeah, a lot of the um, local things are kind of you can see the agenda in the background there, sort of getting more and more. Um, would you is that would you say that's right, Drew? Like, did that happen down there as well? I think it happened Australia wide. Uh, in a few areas, ours is still up and running. We've still got the local express, but uh, more so they're phasing out the physical copies of it. And it's going all digital. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's very easily editable. Um, would you say that it's still the same as it always has been? Uh, yeah, it's like local news and media is just the same as. As uh, state and federal level, it's just the same BS being pushed. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, anyone else? (laughs) I was going to say, maybe about time to wrap her up. I don't know. Calling once, calling uh, twice. We'll do the MK Oprah Oprah, um, story some other time. Did but, we not thoroughly cover Oprah? I'm confused. Yeah, I, I actually were... have. I actually have a story from 1983 <laughs> when uh, I lived it. with Irene Hughes, uh, which was literally in Crete, Illinois, right down the street from Oprah's uh, then compound. She had a helicopter, a heliport, basically set up on there and everything. And uh, me and my stepbrother snuck out at about 11 o'clock day after uh, Christmas, 1983, and decided we were going to sneak out and walk to a friend's house and start walking and uh, got chased by people in trucks with machetes and wearing robes, just like in Eyes Wide Shut, and uh, ran off into the woods. Uh, tried to pop out in another area where there was a road so we can get back on a road and try and swing around the back to go home and ended up, they caught us on the other side. They were waiting for us and uh, there was only one way to go and that was to go slightly southeast and then we jumped the fence and ended up on Oprah's property. I shit you not. (laughs) Didn't see Oprah there. But after pandemonium ensued, I stabbed a guy because I had, of course, we're walking late at night, so I have a kitchen knife, stabbed a guy to get away, uh, managed to escape, and uh, the next day, uh, 
we pretty much figured out who the guy stabbed was based on, uh, well, him coming to our house. So that was interesting. Uh, along the way, we built a wall of pumpkins from our other neighbor who was a dick. And we literally built a pyramid of pumpkins <laughs> and blocked his entire drive. And then we did the same thing on the road going outbound because there's only one way in, one way out. And so we made this gigantic pyramid of pumpkins and then we lit them. So they were all pretty and, you know, had a little candle in each one. We moved about 400 pumpkins that night. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we got chased. We got chased for quite a while. Um, and it seemed like they were trying to funnel us through that one property. Every time we tried to break off from there, somehow a truck or a carload of people or something would just pop up and start chasing us. And it was these weirdos in the Harlequin masks and the uh, robes. And uh, there was all kinds of weird ceremonies and shit going on. Uh, at the compound when we were running you, through it and we were being chased by some of the people. Are you totally sure? Are you totally sure? Was it, was it, was it the acid though? That's my question. We were 13, dude. <laughs> if we could afford acid. We would have done something way cooler with that, you know? So wow. yeah, it was something wow. else. And it, then my mom end up, ends up, she's like, where did you go? I'm like, well, Here's where we went. I had to go show her, right? And show her, me and my stepbrother show her where we cut through, et cetera. And she's like, over there where all the fires were, that's where you were? And we're like, yeah. She's like, oh, shit. And sure enough, shortly after that, we were asked by I, Irene Hughes, who's a famous psychic, right? Was the psychic that predicted uh, JFK's assassination we were asked to leave uh, about maybe a month, a couple months later. So something's going on there. Bunch of naked people chasing us. Didn't make sense. 13. We don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Just running away from maniacs, you know? April's probably busy eating a baby in the background. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. She's probably in the basement, you know, getting first dibs. I get all, I get all the, the, the tenders. I got the tendus. It's a pretty wild fucking story, Rob. You know, it's kind of like I, I know a couple of folks who tell me stories and I'm just like, really? Like, no way. But then I just decide, like, no, this is one of these people that just has some wild stories, man. I don't, we I don't used to doubt. see Oprah running all the time. She would run really? with a black no SUV. Shit. Yeah, down her street. Black SUV in front of her, one behind her. And then two bodyguards on either side. When and did she, when did she like break out and start making mad buku bucks? It was about that time, about maybe 84, 85, somewhere in there. So this was right as she was getting big. She wasn't massive, but she was big. So I guess Dr. Phil must come into it along the right somewhere too then. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I would not be surprised. You know, mm -hmm. I, I never trusted Dr. Oz personally. I don't oh, like yeah. Him. Neither He's, him. No. He was full of shit. Yeah. So, you know, here's another thing. So 
in the Maui, so we used to have a lot of kids missing in the Crete area in Illinois back then. Because remember, that was when the satanic panic started to kick in, right? Right about 83, 84 is when all this satanic shit started kicking off. Um, and it's funny because when she left, I was told that a lot of those, a lot of those incidences just went away. So I don't know, something to it maybe. And then let's talk about the tunnels underneath Lahaina, right? A lot of volcanic tunnels, right? Kids go in them all the time. Well, last few years, kids have been told to stay out of those. What's going on? Why are they suddenly be told they can't go explore these caves that people have explored for a hundred, maybe 500 years? It's for their health and safety. Yeah, stay out of them. You know, I, I, I saw I saw this map at one point. I can't claim to know if it's real or not, but it was like the distribution of cave networks and systems in the United States. And then next to it was the distribution of missing children. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was kind of a correlation um, and Bigfoot sightings. They overlap to that as well. Yeah, really? Yeah. New Mexico is huge on that. Go figure. Mm -hmm. We got Zorro Ranch here. Nothing to see. I've been in some caves. I never saw any like pedophiles or big feet. How but, old were you? you? Know, and were you an adult? adult? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as an adult. As an adult. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a little different. You're but it was wishing only, somebody come rape you. It was Stop only lying. one. It was one cave. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I haven't explored much. But yeah, who? I don't know, man. Again, some of this shit that that I see out there, I just am like, eh. Okay, information received, 50-50 on if it actually is had you know has any authenticity. I don't know. Some people are just that's the thing with like meme culture. Like, make a meme that people share. It doesn't matter if it's true or not necessarily. Um, we're we're almost. It, it's not just government propaganda and lies. There's a lot of bullshit from just random trolls too, right? I've just put a uh, link in the chat there, which might be a fun little thing to watch if we're, as we're closing off. It was, just sparked me when you're talking about the satanic panic. Um, it was uh, 2021, ABC in Australia, and the news is going on. And just all of a sudden, well, I'll just let's play the video. Good old ABC. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right here? They're yeah, they're calling to – can you make it any bigger? Yep. They're calling to um, – defund the ABC at the moment. Anyway, let's watch this. ...and Parliament. The state government announced the proposed legislation today. It's in part due to the stabbing of a police dog during an arrest in Brisbane last year. Can't hear the vocals hardly, but... Oh, there you go. Recent outages have shown how just one... That's because the, okay, the vocals weren't, you. like the audio cut out. There was some sort of technical problem in air oh, quotes. Is that the what that audio, was? Yeah, so it's like the audio sort of got forgotten in that bit and then suddenly it cuts sure. to... Yeah, it so just yeah, watch, this. let's watch this again. They yeah, got some they, Satan shit going on. Bing, bang, boom. What the hell? 
Somebody, <laughs> somebody grabbed the wrong VCR tape. Well, it's live. And here we are, talking about the police animals. La la. No, oh my God, we're killing the animals right here. <laughs> Sacrifice. Quick, get the Put prime the minister out of the there. Keyboard, right? Put the chick on the keyboard. She's loving uh, life there. Dude. Is this you're there's well, yeah, geez, I don't know. There's no way this is just somebody made it for the fucking shits and giggles and put it on YouTube. Like, when did this? Oh, happen? no, this actually happened. No, this, it, happened. this was live on TV, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? how do you act? So, that must have been happening in the ABC studios or something, or else maybe it was a hack, but you know, I don't know. I dare say it was in the studio right next to where the news is being presented, and that's I what reckon. They give to each other on a look at this. Channel. Look at she looks face. like an MK. I know she, she looks like totally MK Ultra. She looks ultra big time. Yeah. Hey. Yep. What does she say? What does she say? Like, wow. <laughs> she did... just ignores it. Oh my God. Recent outages have shown how just one is queen. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just, just uh, go back a little bit so that, it, yeah, so that you can go into it. She's just, and put it full screen if you possibly can. Sorry. Whoops. Don't it mean keeps, to be bossy. Uh, no, you're good. Oh, he even says Satan. Yeah, you he hear that? Yeah, he says hail Satan. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah, just so people understand what happened there, because uh, a lot of this is visual, and, and we do have people that listen to audio only. Uh, there's two and the audio wasn't there. They were supposed to go live to these people. And at that segment, they go live to another room where they're conducting a satanic ritual complete with uh, inverted pentagram, inverted cross. And uh, the person in the robe uh, declares allegiance to Satan. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it cut from um, they're actually the police. Horns. These he guys are police. Roll horns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Who okay. Knows? They're 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 hmm, they're covering a new law that proposes prison for hurting police animals. I mean, it just whatever. It it seems kind of irrelevant. But the, just, the interesting thing is, this came about because of a stabbing of a dog. But just prior to it, during the COVID lockdown protests, the police rode horses directly into the protesters, trampling them, and one person tried to push a horse away. And they tried to gaslight that guy's punching the horse. Wow. I remember that. No shit. I remember seeing yeah. that. That was totally a setup, by the way. That totally. was totally. Canada, too, if you remember. Same same mm -hmm. incident. Right. Yes, they did. That's right. So did anybody ever um, identify these people? Nope. Or? No, no, it just went away under the rug somewhere. <laughs> It's just your friendly neighborhood satanic uh, panic thing going on here. Nothing to see. Just, but you know, pet the doggies. Don't stab them no more, okay? Yeah. What are Maybe you picking we'll on a satanist now, are you? Yeah. There might be an American one in the future where it cuts to the view and then Oprah's on there with the view eating a baby. Just live on television. And they cut away. I can and see it. But you know what? If she does it cut right, you'll 10. like it. You'll actually like it if she eats you right. See, <laughs> that's how they do it. Yeah, you're just a bigot. So this says the uh, the footage might have come from a Facebook video of the Noosa Temple of Satan, uh, a satanic group based in Queensland, Australia. 
The same clip uh, is seen at the 18 minute mark of the group's live stream from October 30th. So somebody, I mean, it's like it was queued up right where the guy says, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Right. So like somebody was pulling a gag here or, or something. Well, the fact that she didn't react or anything is just so sus as hell because otherwise, I mean, she would, surely she would say something like, oh, um, we apologize for that. There must have been a technical problem or something. But she's just mm-hmm. like in this trance and then yeah. she starts talking like nothing ever happened. It was Maybe really it was weird. Just deer in the we headlights. Talking about that. She looks programmed, right? Yeah, very much so. Very much. Yeah, there's um, a few. They get through a flub, like a, a flub, and, and just just continue to roll on as if it didn't happen. The best way. Yeah, so, I guess. <clears throat> apparently, uh, these people are advocating for Satanism to be taught in schools, which is yeah, yeah hey, that's a goal, you know. Typical Queenslanders. This is a message for Wade, one of my listeners. Clean your state up, mate. (laughs) (laughs) There's quite a few churches of Satan around. I need to prove that I'm smarter than everybody, so I'm just going to become an atheist. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You're not really smart if you're satanic, right? You're just, you're kind of smart, but you really need to be an atheist. Yeah. This is a funny, this is a funny little story. I, you know, I chalk it up to somebody pulling a gag, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> Who the fuck Cert- knows? Certainly Isn't it funny that the community-led Satanists are always like the weirdo geeks that you could picture being the ones that played Dungeons and & Dragons and took it too far? Oh, yeah. Well, we were talking and then the about real Order of Nine Angles. With yeah. real blood. Order, order of Nine Angles, right? Anybody know mm. where that's that came from? Warhammer and Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, one, it's the Chaos Gods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a nerd. Like, like super yeah, nerd. Super nerd. Big time. Well, yeah, that video didn't strike me as the eyes wide shut Satanists. It struck me as the yeah, the Warhammer. The War Dungeons and Dragons the, Satanists. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think they were just having a, a quick satanic um session in the lunch break. It's probably the canteen. <laughs> we're just making lunch here. Nothing to see. A little bit of well, they just, lunch. They were just saying grace before having a meal. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah they, hail, they hail Satan and then they go off to their protests for Black Lives Matter. And yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, that was August 20th, 2021. So I don't know if anybody's up on sort of dates and numerology and stuff, but it might have some significance. I'm not sure. Haven't looked into it. Almost, two almost years like a day, right? Ooh, Almost. ooh, it's two years today for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's 21st here. Oh, yeah. Of August. Oh, interesting. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> of all the time you would have pulled that Not up. planned. Go figure Not out. planned. Great. I think I'm being, there's a Jew. There's a Jew pointing at my office. Shit. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, y'all, uh, this, is, this is a holiday. If you didn't know, it's, it's the great Ron Paul's 88th birthday. That's right. 88, oh, cool. really? Nice. 88. Okay. Uh, Ashley. <laughs> the good doctor. Oh, yeah, 88. That is weird. Oh, yes. <laughs> Rob, you just happen to have that t-shirt. That's uh... <laughs> It happens. The synchronicity it happens, abounds. Man. Look at that. 
Because the Maui fire started <laughs> on the 8th of the 8th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, happy birthday, Ron Paul. Uh, doctor, I told you so. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He tried to tell us. Yeah. Well, God bless him. All right. Well, what do you say, y'all? Should we call it a night? Go around the circle? Make our our final plugs? Any final thoughts? Feel free. Uh, I'm Mike the Polymath. Easy peasy podcast. Uh, and I will pass it upwards to Brandon, a.k.a. what? Trevor Green? I'm not familiar Trevor with Trevor Green? Name. Yeah. I'm Cinnamon Chili Nationalist on Twitter. <laughs> and a couple of you guys know me from other places, so. Yep. Chili, chili bound as always. I am Ashley. Think change repeat from the union of the unknowns. You can find me at union unknowns on the app formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Drew. Oh, sorry. Uh, Drew missing from your missing the point podcast. M I S N. also on a podcast called conspiracy theater 3000, where we break down classic Hollywood films for symbolism and the occult. Uh, Stella Q. You can find me sometimes with him and sometimes with her. <laughs> Same places. Won't repeat. Uh, and occasionally with Brad Binkley uh, on the propaganda report. Ando. I uh, just want to mention before we move along too far that everyone should pray for Phytophiliac's husband. I don't know why he's in the hospital, but yeah. if he's been there and she's there still, that's pretty serious. Sounds like um, it sounds like he's improving too. But you know, any any help for that? And uh, also mention that Phytophiliac makes music, and you can find it on uh, on which one is it? Is it? She's not Band on Bandcamp. Camp. Oh, isn't she? I oh, think she is. She's on SoundCloud. Oh, she just got SoundCloud. back to Bandcamp. I think she went back on, they, yeah. I guess they stopped doing the PayPal thing because that was that was the issue. She had to get off of PayPal because if y'all remember correctly, PayPal had been, uh, that crazy thing where they were trying to find people for doing shows like this one. So mm. Yeah. Holding um, your money, all that nonsense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Good find music. Find music. She makes it. She makes it herself. It's fun. fun. Um, and I do a show called Burn Babylon Burn and the Doom Kitchen. I haven't put out very much lately, but I'm trying to. I just did one uh, with uh, with Drew and Stella that came out this week. It was really fun. We did uh, um, Drew. <laughs> it's the uh, Conspiracy Christian Coalition. Uh, Christian um, Conspiracy Coalition. Yeah. It's a roundtable. Christians get together to discuss conspiracy. Yeah, good, good fun. Uh, is it like this really with awesome. less? Is it like this with less cursing? Oh, it's an Australian conspiracy story, so it's pretty balanced with the swearing <laughs> and the scripture. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Uh, LibertyLinks.io/slash the Doom Kitchen or the Doom Kitchen at ProtonMail.com, and I send it over to Rob. From the Black Lab. Hey, this is Rob here from Black Labs, and I am not even doing any of this stuff very much because I've decided I want to change my format. So if you've noticed, I've got the VGA suite uh, running in the background here. 
and uh, I'm basically revamping everything. I'm going to go full MK Ultra. I'm going to try and hypnotize my victims uh, with uh, Arena. And uh, until I can get the 1500 bucks to pay for the damn thing, uh, I'm probably going to wait out. I'm actually in the process of learning it right now. So you see me toying with it here and there. And uh, But you can still find my show. Uh, Black Labs podcast on Spotify. Pretty much that's the only one I do now. I think I was an Apple, but I think they threw me off, you know, like Glenn Beck. I'm just not that cool, though, so I don't make the same amount of money he does either. So uh, there's that. And if you can find me, don't, because I'm not on any social media. You need to message me and shit. I'm off of all of that. All of that. Everybody thinks I'm high, and I am. And that's the end of that. All right. Well, thanks for coming, y'all. This has been, yet again, a great WTF forum. We'll catch you next time, perhaps next week, uh, if there's still shit making us say what the fuck, which I imagine there will be. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Amen. Love Bye. you guys. Adios, what the fuckers. Hey guys.